Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Welcome to Firefox. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. You know, during this uh, period of isolation due to coronavirus, many of us in America are wondering, what can we do to help one another during this crisis? Well, there's a lot of things we can do without actually having to leave the house necessarily. And quite frankly, it's even better that we don't. Now, given the fact that some states have stay-at-home orders, that doesn't mean you can't leave the house for 
legitimate reasoning. Uh, yes, you can go outside and take a walk. Just make sure that you are practicing social distancing. Okay? Um, if you need to go to the store or the pharmacy or to see your doctor, just remember one thing. It is important that you limit your time outdoors and be careful not to get around too many people. Now, having said that, let me point out another way we can be of help to people in our neighborhoods. If you have Facebook, if you have Skype, um, Skype is a great resource, by the way, and I'm recommending Skype only for one reason. I know it's a Microsoft product, and I can't stomach it when it doesn't work right, but as it stands right now, you need every resource you can get your hands on. Multiple video casting ability for private conversations through Skype are a great group way to get you know the word out. Now, what does this do for you and for others? It means communication. With a webcam or your cell phone camera, you are able to keep in touch with those around you. I suggest doing this with family and immediate friends. The reason for that is because you may have relatives that live far away. Let's say you live in New York and you have a relative that lives in Tennessee. Well, talking on the phone is great, but doing a video chat is even better because now you're getting to see their face and they're getting to see yours. So how do we, as a nation, come together to make that a reality for all? Well, it starts with one contact, and then it snowballs. You tell one friend. They tell one friend who happens to be friends. Passing the word, in other words, getting the message out. Whether you tell someone on Facebook or you tell a friend by text message or by phone. Now, it's important to use your Skype name. Have them search for that or search for your email address. But the first thing is search for your Skype name, okay? So have a Skype name. Get one if you don't have one. And you can get the free account to do video chatting. It doesn't have to be a $3 account or a $7 account or whatever the case is. Those are nice if you want to use them for phone calls, but it's not necessary. It's not a requirement. And I suggest this because I know the value of communication. You know, being a broadcaster, people get to see my face on the video platforms all the time. They get to see my face when I do op-eds, when I do my live broadcasting. So a lot of people do get to see me on a regular basis. But you, the John and Jane Q. Publix, you've got family and friends that are far away. Keep in touch with them using a video chat service, one that can do multiple video chats. Um, if you want to pay for an unlimited amount of video chats and time and so forth, there is one called Zoom. Look up Zoom on Google. Actually, go to Duck Duck, whatever. Uh, it's a search engine. I'm going to recommend it later uh, when I can remember the actual name. Uh, that's nothing like Google. 
trust me. Um, but you look up Zoom, and what you do is you sign up. It's great as a resource. I know because I'm able to go on 12-step recovery face-to-face meetings via video because of Zoom. Yes, we have to practice social distancing. So a lot of places that are non-essential are shuttered down, closed, doors locked up. But there are other ways to communicate, to meet and greet and so forth. My advice, make use of them. Now, having said that, let me now get into another part of this talking points that I think really exemplifies my, uh, my, my surprise, shock, and raising a bunch of red flags. Joe Biden actually wants to talk to President Trump about the current situation with the coronavirus. What is that old coot up to? You know, I mean, what is he? What what does he have up his sleeve? I wouldn't talk to Joe Biden. It, no, 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 no. First of all, he's the Democrat opposition for the office of president. So my advice to Donald Trump is, Mr. President, don't do it. You got more important things to worry about than to listen to some babbling old geezer that don't know his ass from his elbow. Okay. That motherfucker's got about as much brain matter as I have in my pinky, and that ain't much. So if, if at all possible, just tell uh, Big Mouth Biden, sit down, shut the fuck up. I'm too busy to talk to you because anything you say to him, he could use against you. Trust me. He's the kind of person that will do that. That's what liberal Democrats love to do. All I can say is Democrats have a one-track mind. They're actually considering in Congress opening up a new round of investigations into Donald Trump. Yes, I just found this out earlier this evening before I recorded my talking points. So, hello, do we have a issue We have to go back into investigating Mr. Trump during a time of crisis. Are you Democrats out of your godforsaken fucking minds? Do you have any idea what you put this nation through with the impeachment crap and the Senate trial? Oh, you know something, you're doing it again. I firmly believe that it was because of your distractions with impeachment, we could have had a handle on this coronavirus as a nation a lot faster. We could have been on top of the game a lot sooner had you not distracted us from what is now a global pandemic and has killed thousands in America to date. More are dead in the United States than China. I firmly believe that China is cooking the books. Well, that's my talking points. Just a little tidbit. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Use that hashtag to trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. 
And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Oh. Wow. Okay. I guess I forgot to turn my mic down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. And, by the way, you can join the discussions we'll be having tonight by calling 347-945-5747. That's 347-945-5747. Hmm. Yeah, Joe Biden wants to... um, (laughs) He wants to... Well, talk to President Trump, you see. He wants to talk to the president about the coronavirus pandemic situation in America and so on and so on. And I'm like, only a fool would talk to the the eventual Democrat nominee. That's like walking in to the enemy's stronghold and saying, Hi, I'm your enemy. I'd like to sit down and talk with you about this. And anything you open your mouth about regarding that, (laughs) you end up giving them ammunition that they can twist and twist and twist. Now, personally... Joe Biden doesn't need that kind of crap. He doesn't need to talk to the president. He's just it's just a, a little dirty, rotten ass trick of his. So what are you gonna do? From down in Louisiana, where the streets are 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 as barren as those in New York City, which, by the way, I have a video that I'm going to sh- that I'm going to show on the video platforms in a moment. I downloaded it from uh, from the from Fox News uh, because I thought this was something that we could show. Now, I I I removed the sound, <clears throat> but the video tells the tale. I'll show that a little bit later on. So I got Mike from Louisiana and joining also Gunslinger from the Lone Star State. Good evening, fellas. Yo, hello. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. You know. The yo-yos are here. <laughs> so, all right. Let me start with with you, Gun, on this uh, Joe Biden uh, desire to speak with the president regarding the coronavirus situation in the in the in America. Well, I'm wondering what? maybe it's just me, but I suspect he's up to something. Well, he could be up to something. I don't think he has enough fucking brains left to be up to anything, for that matter. I mean, he don't even know where he is at or three quarter seven eighths of the time. Uh, what would he possibly have to offer? I mean, Trump is surrounded by the country's best of the best, or the experts of the best. 
what could he have? What could he have to offer? You know, just I think he's just doing it for you know political sh- bullshit. Oh, see, uh, see the uh, Democrats, see the world. Uh, look here, I'm, I'm trying to work with Trump. It's just a bunch of bullshit. You know, it, it. Like I said, what could he possibly have to offer? Okay, I mean, I, he can't keep his mind on track. He's senile. He's got probably Alzheimer's. How's the weather, President Trump? I mean, he'd probably be talking to him something, go off and, oh, yeah, look at those birds. Oh, yeah, you know, you've seen it on video. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what Joe Biden offers is nothing but hot air. What do you think, Mike? Oh, yeah, that's all he, yeah, you know, it has to offer. I mean, most Democrats, all they, like Rush would say, all they would have to offer is fear itself, but that's neither here nor there, you know. Uh, but, yeah, he has nothing to offer. I mean, why, my my question is, they know, they have, the Democrats have to know that something's not right with Joe Biden, particularly in his mental faculties, that something's not right with him. And they have to know that. I mean, my thing is, why aren't they doing anything about it? You know, that's a good question. But let me answer that question with a question. Why would they torpedo Bernie Sanders for a guy who's even worse? I can answer that Okay. Go ahead, Gun. Okay. <clears throat> Even though these wacko left-wing Democrats are out there, the older ones, okay, they know that you don't want anybody like Phil the Burn Sanders. Number one, he's a communist. Two, he's a socialist. These left-wing Democrats are sitting real pretty in their nice, big, fancy houses. How do you think they got those nice, big, fancy houses and yachts and airplanes and Porsches and all that shit. Capitalism. The very thing that Phil the Burn Sanders basically wants to get rid of. Okay? And these people realize that, are you kidding? You know, I'm set for life. My kids are set for life. And their kids are set for life. I'm going to uh, give all that up for you know, that dumb fuck? <laughs> Don't think so. There's your answer. Yeah, I, I find it very difficult to believe that anyone will be dumb enough to listen to Bernie, to Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, much less, you know, the President of the United States. But you see, Democrats, they they have a one-track mind. That's what Joe Biden has, a one-track mind. He thinks that he has something to offer. But he's not alluding to what he's going to talk to the president about. And that's why I firmly believe that Biden 
has a trick up his sleeve that he thinks he's going to be able to pull off. You know? I still the don't stock think market. That... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, done. No, I still don't think he has a trick. I think he's because <laughs> Joe Biden, are you kidding me? I mean, I could go out there to a tree in the backyard here and get more fucking sense, more logical sense from talking to a fucking tree in my backyard. Okay? There's there's just no way that what could, what could, in what in fucking God's name could it does he have to offer? Uh nothing. Now, if I was Trump, I would just think, keep it cool. I'd go ahead and meet with him just to show the bastards. See, I'm willing to work with anybody, unlike the Democrats in Congress are not willing to work with him. Okay, that would be the only thing that you know would possibly, you know, it would show the people. Well, it's from from President Trump. See, I'm I'm trying to work with these people. I'm trying to work with these people in Congress, but they won't work with me. See, that makes them look even more stupider. Yeah, tell me about it. I don't know. It, it well, just boggles the mind. Well, I mean, he's already proven that, though, Gun. I mean, think about it. He's worked with uh, with uh, Kim Kardashian and and Kanye West, you know, and he continues to somewhat work with Dennis Rodman because you remember Dennis Rodman is the guy that. Has been multiple times to, you know, North Korea. So he's proven that he's more. Why would he want to work with a guy who has no mind to work with? You know, he's that's not the thing. doing it. He's not doing it just to. He knows. It's obvious Trump knows that Joe Biden's a dumbass. Okay, there's no doubt about that. But it's just to solidify even more that his willingness to. Hey, look, I'm willing to do it, but they're not willing to work with me. It's like uh, with this situation going on around here, I've loaded my backup weapon, okay? Just because I know I hopefully never have to use it, but it's there. And Trump's saying the same thing. You know, he, he, you know he's always got a plan going, okay? Because he knows Joe Biden is dumber than a box of rocks, okay? He knows he ain't got nothing to offer, okay? A, a smart man like Trump, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, gee whiz, think, think about it. But if that's that's good, that could be the only reason that Trump would would meet with him, just to just to show the people, you know, hey, hey and you see the kind of it be, it'd be funny to see the kind of stupidity that he has to offer. Then it would really make him look even more dumber. Because if he gets up there and starts running his fucking mouth, Joe Biden, out of lunatic lunatic shit, well, how much more stupider can a person look? Well, pretty stupid if he starts that shit. It'd be a comical. It'd be very comical seeing, you know. Frankly, and frankly, if I were Trump, I'd if I'd have that meeting, have cameras at that meeting, you know. Hell yeah. Bet. You know, let let the oh, let I, the I public think, see uh, how President Trump would, would definitely have cameras on hand, Mike. Yeah, I mean, and look, here's the deal: as long as they. It looks like he is the nominee for the Democrats. I mean, I'm, I'm, if I'm the Democrats, I'm seriously thinking that this guy is going to make a – yeah, we, we look like dopes already, but 
this guy has the potential of making us look even worse than we look right now. And that's that's a job. But Joe Biden can pull that thing off. And if I'm the Democrats, I'm seriously thinking of a way to have a brokered convention. Because I don't, I wouldn't want him as my nominee. Joining us on the line, Billy is in the house. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Well, <clears throat> what's going on? Oh, not much. Just another day above ground. What's happening? Joe Biden being the idiot, of course, you already know that, right? Yeah, fuck Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah, the governor here finally shut down the whole state. Not shut it down, but, you know, stay-at-home order for the rest of the counties in Pennsylvania. So, I guess that means, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I found out today, I didn't know this, I would never have thought of it, that the U.S. doesn't have a grain supply backup. Farmers need to, you know, I don't know what they need to do. They need to make fucking shit grow fast. We'll all be eating surf and turf. Mm-hmm. Taking long, oh, I, man. I don't know what to tell you there, Bill. It's uh, it's news to me that about about about, yeah, the, just, about the grain. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just passing it along. I just found out today. I didn't know that. I wouldn't even have thought to think of it. You know what I mean? Like you ever see grain silos? They go yeah. from the ground all mm-hmm. up, and then they get all right. And they got wooden towers, mm-hmm. and they're on legs, right? Um. Yeah, the grain supply. Apparently, uh, three quarters of our, um, would say delivery services for this kind of stuff, and is working. So one quarter is not. I didn't know that either. That one quarter, you know, we're down one quarter workforce for deliveries and all that stuff. Then I heard, uh, uh. I think it was a doctor at the last um, Trump briefing thingy where he was talking about the farmers, you know, pumping out, you know, food and shit like that. And I don't know. That was right after I heard that we don't have a stockpile of grain in the country. Because you use grain for fucking everything. Just about. Except for meat, you know, and fish. Unless you want to have fish and chips or you want to have um, not not fish and chips, but like battered fish or something like that. You know. Well, you use the grain to feed to the cows. You know. Yeah, I didn't think or of that. That's even worse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, when I say grain, like I have buckets of grain at home, and I got a thing that's called a Wonder Mill, so I could take the 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 raw grain and. Turn the Wonder Mill on and make different texture flour, flours, and then I have flour, and then you just need yeast, you know, baking soda, baking uh, powder, whatever you're cooking with, um, and then you knead it up, and then you bake bread, and then you have bread, you know what I mean? Um, 
I still got to get that fucking thing up here. I don't know where I'm going to put that at. I'm running out of room, man. And then, and then, yeah. and then, of course, our, another one of our problems is this whole thing with uh, ethanol and burning of the grain via ethanol, you know. And ethanol. And, yeah, ethanol. Yeah. Well, what's ethanol made out of? It's made out of grain. You know, it's made out. It's made out, out of, of uh, no, ethanol. Ethanol is made out of corn. Corn. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. corn or grain. It can be made out of either, but uh, but you know, it's one of those things. You know, these. I'm surprised. Of course, of course, you know, we. The thing is, is we pay our farmers at times not to grow food, and that's something that something else that needs to change as well. Oh yeah, not this you year. Know. Not this year. We're not going to be doing that. That's for sure. You know, because a lot of that, uh, a lot of that shit, I guess, was imported, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised that we didn't have, like, how do we not have a stockpile of something? No, we have a stockpile of uh, of oil, a strategic, mm-hmm. you know, oil supply. Why wouldn't we have a, a strategic grain supply? Maybe that's running through yeah. Trump's mind. Maybe it'll run through Trump's mind at some point. He's got a lot on his plate right now. Well, I see. I'm sure he's aware of it, and that's why they were talking about farmers today. Because I just found out about it today. I was surprised. I was like, "What? Kidding me right now? I didn't even think of that." The fucking food supply. I'm like, "No, we're in America. It's a breadbasket." But I guess when, oh, also we'll uh, go into the store. Um, should start chilling out soon too, because I guess everybody's stocked up with toilet paper. Um, <laughs> so everybody's you know kind of shifting their shopping habits a little bit, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like Walmart, seen like less people in the stores for like the first time. I guess overall, um, so. Nobody's right. coming here. I talked talk to the owner because I was like, all right, um, <clears throat> I don't need it now, but I'm going to need propane. You know, why did he just call you up and meet you over at the propane tank? And he said, yep. And I said, uh, are you getting a lot of people calling, itching to get up here? Or? And he said, well, he said, um, the water's not going to be on on the 15th. <laughs> Thank you for that because they're upgrading it. So that might be a whole month before there's actually running water here. But he told me he had a well, but that's full of uh, iron. The only thing I can use that for is, like, the toilet, taking a shower, and washing dishes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you, I wouldn't ingest because you, your body can't get rid of iron. Once it's in your body, it's there. So that's not good to drink. But for taking a shower, you're not ingesting it. It's on the outside of your body. Same thing with dishes. Using soap and that water, you know, the soap will clean that off. Um, I'm not really worried about a little bit of iron left on the dishes from the water. I doubt it. It'll dry, evaporate away. Um, if I see mm-hmm. little specks of fucking metal, then, you know, maybe I'll rethink it. So I got that. <clears throat> but he said that uh, um, people aren't aren't coming. They're, they're you know... Because, uh, I don't know, they're just not going to come. They're not coming. So, I was surprised um, to hear that. 
There's a few people here. There are a few. There are very few people here that can deal with no running water and shit like that, and using well water, I guess. <clears throat> but it's probably right. maybe a handful. It's probably a handful of people all spread out. Today was nice. Supposed to get warmer. Today it's the coldest night, 31. And then uh, it's supposed to be getting warmer every day after that. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be... Uh, you know what? I don't know if he's going to show up tonight or how if he shows up at all, but it'd be... It'd be... It'd be good. It'd be nice to hear from Ron about this whole grain thing because he's a he's a farmer, somewhat of a farmer, and and it'd be nice to hear about it from him. But who knows if he's ever, if he's gonna show up, right, George? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can Google it. I mean, if you want the link, I can get you the link. I mean, the guy's been you know been covering this. Um. He's been ahead of this virus since he started mm-hmm. on a very small budget um, all the way back, I think, in January. So um, since I've been following him, all his shit has been – all the information he's put out um, has been uh, absolutely 100% correct every time. He didn't make one mistake, and he corrected it about Germany's numbers. You know why Germany's numbers uh-huh. were so low? That that was it. But he corrected right. that. Um, but yeah, he talks about it, so I'm sure you can Google it. You know, America's uh, grain supply. I guess I didn't Google it. I trust the guy that I'm following. Okay. Hello. Go on. Yep. What's uh what's that guy's name again? What guy? Well, you were just talking about somebody and oh, hold on, man. knowledge about something. Hold on a second. Uh let me see if I can do this. YouTube. Uh where's he at? I gotta go to my um subscriptions. There it is Peak Prosper Peak. Prosperity, and let's see if it's five hours ago. Oh, I got this turned down. I'm just waiting. I got still internet set, internet um connection here, so I'm just waiting so I can share it. Come up, there we go. Let me see. Share. Um, copy link. That should have worked. Get rid of that. I think I just put my finger on here. Paste. That's a long video, though. So you want to skip back to where he starts talking about <clears throat> about that? You can, I guess, or you can. I don't know how long it is. It's pretty long. Video, George. 
But it's all good information. It's accurate. Let me see how long this thing is here. It's half an hour long. I would go halfway through. You know, he talks about it in the, the latter half of the video. I mean, he's a little bit technical, you know. Um, okay. I'm talking to stuff, but it's all right. So, all right, I'll play the first 15 minutes of it. No, I played the second 15 minutes of it. Okay. Come again? Play the second 15 minutes of it. That's where he talks about that stuff. The first 15 minutes is, um, it's a lot more, it's more technical, like, terminology and shit. It's more technical, like, terminology and shit. Oops. Sorry about that. Uh, Let me see here. And, uh, hey, hey, um, Cajun, how about you let me worry about about asking the questions of who's going to call or not? You know, I, 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 I do believe I'm still the host here. I appreciate you trying to be helpful, but let me do that, huh? It would mean so much for me to be able to do that on my own show, you know. And Tim knows he's welcome to call in any time. All he's got to do is dial the digits. If he doesn't have the digits, then I'll then I can pass them on to him in the chat room like real quick. I think Tim's called more than once uh, to the show, but uh, yeah. All right. All right. This is the second half of the uh, in the video that uh, Billy put in the chat room. Uh, being hopelessly naive. Of course China lies about stuff. Uh, France lies about stuff. The U.S. lies about stuff. You always have to look past what uh, is being officially said, and you've got to use your intelligence to peer a little bit more deeply. So any country, I would flip this on you, Bill, and I would say any country that based its entire policy based on what the, China was publicly saying was a very ignorant, unsophisticated country. So that's, you really shouldn't be saying that about your own country. I don't, I don't agree with that. All right, uh, but here's where it gets dangerous, of course, right? Ben Norton writing the new Cold War is on. Cold War 2.0 was entirely avoidable. Remember, it doesn't have to be this way. But bipartisan support brought us to this dangerous point. Now the responsibility of all peace-loving people who don't want World War III it's to support diplomacy and dialogue with China, not more aggression. So here's what that aggression looks like. I spoke to two senior White House officials this morning. Both made it clear when coronavirus spike passes, the administration will take the gloves off on China. One explained Trump is furious 
and wants action. So you can see the blame game now. The blame game is not that the United States failed in its duties to uh, you know, think for itself, which is actually what happened, so this is a bad interpretation, but now is looking to blame China around that. And I do think China has plenty of blame, but let's be clear. Uh, the United States has plenty of blame and should look in the mirror first because, because I did all this with a $109 a month plan. I didn't have a trillion-dollar security budget. Come on. This was a failure. There were failures here. And uh, trying to assign the entire 100% of the failure to China wouldn't be any good. So if this was a court of law, you know, if this was a car accident and it's being uh, litigated, then you would find out that uh, you could assign percentages of blame, right? It's not black or white, your fault, my fault. It might be 72% yours and 30, uh, you know, 28% uh, mine or whatever. Okay. At any rate, I, I, just, I just thought that all needed to be pointed out because I, this is actually something that I am talking about over at Peak Prosperity, and this is something I'm very concerned about because this blame game could lead to this thing that nobody wants, right, World War III, right? We would very much like to avoid that. And so this is not the time for um, uh, pointing fingers like this, I don't believe. All right, I keep saying plant a garden, and here's part of the reason why. A very helpful article in the New York Times just came out on um, March 31st. Will the coronavirus threaten our food? Two important points in here, uh, both of which I've, I've pointed out, but I, I, love, uh, this is, I love it when somebody else does it. Uh, it makes it easier for me. Uh, so they were just talking before I clipped this piece about how imports are at risk because of supply chain disruptions, because, you know, ports are closed down, because warehouses are closed down, things like that because of coronavirus cases where they've just shut facilities down. Another threat they're pointing out here is that those nations and others will take steps to protect their own food supplies. Last week, Kazakhstan, a major exporter of wheat flour in Vietnam, the world's lar third largest supplier of rice, suspended exports of those products. Because the United States no longer holds national grain reserves, significant parts of the food supply could be jeopardized should food protectionism accelerate. Look at this, no longer holds national grain reserves, just like we didn't hold PPE reserves. This is like really dumb stuff. It's, it's, you, you save a couple of bucks on it, right? Um, but it's funny, you know, the United States doesn't have a couple, literally in the scheme of things, a couple of bucks to have a grain reserve, to have a PPE reserve, to have any of that stuff, to, or even to maintain shelters for people. Anything, I'm not going to do any of that. Um, but if we have to ship uh, another few billion dollars of, of weapons to Ukraine, somehow that gets done by Tuesday. So it's just priorities is all. So I just want to point out that this is another one of these priorities that may well influence your future if you're, you are in the United States because the United States has made the decision to no longer hold grain reserves, and uh, that could have an impact. Two terminals for the Port of Houston were shut down for a day this month after an employee tested positive for coronavirus. And Pennsylvania briefly closed most of its truck stops and service areas to slow the spread of the virus, also threatening to also slow the distribution of food and other goods. Some meat packagers around the country were at three-fourths capacity because of illness. In these and other small ways, the coronavirus has begun affecting the nation's food supply chains, raising the potential that as the virus spreads, It'll become harder to get food into stores from both American producers and the ones abroad. So far, the worst of the problems in the United States have been temporarily empty shelves at some stores, but the consulting company Fitch Solutions says that it sees risks at all levels of the supply chain from production to trade, and that could lead to a re-acceleration of food price inflation globally. Yeah, totally could. So uh, risks at all levels of the supply chain from production to trade means uh, first – 
it's uh, we heard about and I, I've been talking about how there um, people who are the temporary visa holders who would come into the United States to help the planting of vegetables, say up in uh, California's Central Valley, right, where you know pr- roughly half of the nation's vegetables come from, or the third, some huge number like that. Without the spring planting in place, you don't get the later summer and fall harvests and things like that. So I already think that there's going to be shortages of particularly of fresh vegetables, as well. People may not trust those fresh vegetables too. Things like lettuce, I don't, you know, uh, things that are like tomatoes or avocados that I can, you know, put in a sink and wash easily. Yeah, absolutely. But um, those other things which you're intending to eat raw, and somebody might have handled, not so much right now. Which all leads to this idea: Hey, plant a garden. And yes, this is the garden that I planted at my old house. I'm busy creating a new one. I'm going to create a video series of that. We're basically starting from raw land and. And uh, this is what it's going to look like at the end of a year or two, um, because I'm a busy boy when it comes to these sorts of things. So I'd love to put that out there, show you what the transformation will look like. All right, uh, very quickly, I just want to talk about everything you need to know about the economy is contained in this one chart. This is a chart of West Texas Intermediate selling for less than $7 a barrel. I think if you were putting it in a barrel, an actual barrel, the barrel would cost more than the oil itself. Crazy. This is crazy. From 60 here, um, right here, that's the 60 line, and just look, that's unbelievable destruction. And oil is selling below $10 a barrel at key American hubs. Of course, first thing, this is happening because there's too much supply now because demand suddenly went away. And um, why did the demand suddenly go away? Because streets suddenly became like this all over the world. These are pictures from all over the world. And when you see an empty street like this, what you need to think about is all the economic activity that's not happening as a consequence. It's not just the oil that isn't getting burned to move the cars up the road or the, or the trucks. It's all the goods and items in the trucks that aren't there going from point A to point B. It's all the intermediate goods that aren't being fashioned into finished goods. It's all the people who aren't traveling from point A to point B, where point B is where they're going to recreate, to entertain, to get a meal, to buy something, to do something economic. This is just a massive economic shutdown, and it's all over the world. This is Las Vegas over here, uh, Italy over here. Um, just this is what it looks like all over the place. So when you look at these empty pictures, and it's fun, you know, the, the photographers sometimes have to wait a long time to, to get that one person in the picture to give it some, some reference frame, right? So, so they wait. Uh, it's not like there's always one person in the streets. Um, it's just how they like to how they like to take their pictures, of course. All right, uh, that mean, just means a lot of economic activity isn't happening. So I said if you just needed one chart to know everything about the economy, it would be this one, or perhaps just something like this, where we understand that oil demand is going to drop by up to 17 mer- million barrels per day, says uh, one analyst here. Here's another point of view that says it's going to drop closer to 19 million barrels a day. This V-shaped recovery where it just dings right back up is uh, very hopeful I'm going to imagine, I actually, my personal view is it, it kind of, it's going to be a longer, slower sort of a thing like this um, because everything that we're seeing about this virus right now is going to take a long time to get through this. And when you, this level of demand destruction for oil, because oil is part of every single economic transaction, there's not a thing you can look at right now in your room that didn't get there somehow because of oil. And if you think you're clever and you look at yourself and you think, ha I didn't get here because of oil. Understand that out of every calorie of food you eat today, there will be 10 calories of fossil fuels hidden in that somewhere along the way in the planting, the storing, the moving of it, the refrigerating, the, the cooking, on and on and on, right? So um, 
when you see this level of demand destruction for oil, it's really economic demand destruction that you're viewing. And this chart alone tells me how bad things are going to get. And things are going to be, this is Great Depression level of economic demand destruction right now. And if it V bottoms, you know, it's still going to be very painful. If it's a longer, slower trough bottom, like I think it's going to be, this is going to be worse than the Great Depression in most in many ways. All right. Remember to resubscribe if you've been accidentally unsubscribed. Please help us and hit the like button. It's that little thumbnail, thummy thing right there. All right. Conclusions for today. Uh, the blame game. It's a foot. I think it's unhelpful. It's a COIA effort. It's also just wrong, right? Uh, to say, oh, we, we, we couldn't have done any better than we did if all, you know, we could have maybe, but only if China had given us better data. Look, we had all the data we needed. Um, that's, that's, that's indisputable at this point in time. The blame game is also geopolitically dangerous. And remember, China's going to be in a very destabilized place right now, and their leadership is going to be um, very, if they're very much looking to not be absorbing any more blows at this point in time. And if they have the opportunity to rally the cause of their people against uh, the foreign devils who are blaming them for something inappropriately, um, they will play that game, of course. And so we would be stoking Anytime we're doing this blame China effort here, I think we're just stoking some dangerous geopolitical tensions. I wish it weren't that way. I think it's energy misspent because uh, we have a lot of other more important things to be doing right now. But that seems to be uh, there's a lot of energy in the system here in the United States and maybe elsewhere for, um, for the blame game right now. So I, I think that's I'm worried about it. Food insecurity, it is a growing threat. Just plant a garden and really start learning uh, secondarily after that. Once you have the plant, the garden going, we're going to be talking more about storing food. And what's interesting is if you went back just 100 years ago, everybody would know all about storing food and um, how, to, how you would preserve food for the long winter. And if you went back 200 years, everybody knew how to grow it, store it, all of that stuff because – that was life for humans for all of history until very recently when, um, when fossil fuels came along and allowed us to operate a little bit differently. But we're going to get reconnected with our food here. And food is, of course, the primary source of energy for human life. And so uh, planting the garden is step one. And then step two, we're going to learn how to uh, store that and uh, put it in uh, jars and canning and drying and freezing, all kinds of things, right? This collapse in oil demand, though, all you have to do is look at this collapse in oil demand, and you will understand that uh, this is really speaking to a Great Depression sort of a GDP decline, and this isn't just a GDP decline. The Great Depression uh, was bad, but it wasn't that bad compared to what could happen today because they didn't have that much debt in the system. Today, we've just loaded with debt, and uh, when debt goes bad, it tends to implode, and it tends to risk the system, and so we'll talk more about that as time goes on. All right, you know what? I watched this blame game, and it just occurs to me, you know what? It doesn't have to be this way. I watched the bailouts going towards the same leveraged speculators, 0.1% clever crowd that are too clever for their own good because they keep blowing up the, themselves and threatening to blow up the whole financial system, and they keep getting bailed out. You know what? It doesn't have to be that way either. We don't have to do – there's no law that says we have to do things this way, and it doesn't have to be this way. That's the movement that I would like to see get started is thoughtful, reasonable people who reject doing things the stupid way. Uh, you know, and by the way, bailing out the same corrupt players who get in trouble over and over again is, is stupid. It's a stupid idea because it means you just fundamentally don't grasp 
incentives, outcomes, moral hazard, human behavior. All right. It doesn't have to be this way. We can do better, and that's where my hope and optimism comes from, is that I know we can do better and that we're going to do better. So with that, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi, folks. Adam Taggart here. Chris Martinson and I are the co-founders of Peak Prosperity. If you want to get alerted whenever we release a new... All right. So... How about it, Bill? How about it? What? Well, you were the one who said to play the video. I figured I'd start with comments from you first. Yeah, I was always surprised. I was really surprised um, at the information he put out today. Because it's kind of off. Normally, he's going over numbers. He's going over the peak, you know, Things like that, you know, protecting, you know, protecting yourself. Things like that. Uh, uh, where he thinks mistakes are being made, he goes over that. Uh, this was just, you know, uh, I didn't know that the last thing that would have crossed my mind is not enough that there, that there would be a, a disruption in in anything like that. That's all. I was just surprised. I'm like, wait. I'm like, we don't have a grain supply. How do we not have a – that's what we grow here, man. What the fuck? You know? We don't – you know, we don't hold an emergency grain supply just like we hold emergency oil. Apparently not. You know, that's mostly what I took away from his video today was, uh, you know, and then the meat workers getting sick. Never crossed my mind, man. Never crossed my mind. Never even thought about it. You know, a quarter of them. You know, the meat packers and shit. I didn't know about that either. So that's all. Join the club. I figured. Yep, I figured I'd just share it so you could see. You know, um, it's good guy to follow. He's been ahead of it pretty much the whole time. Well. Seems like he's he's got his ducks uh, he on the road, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, and he has contacts, so he has good contacts. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, I'm sure if you Google it, New York Times is, is you know brought it out. Also, not just him. Yeah, but the the question is, did the New York Times uh, give the information the way he did? Or did they skew the information? Because the New York Times is is known for 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 fudging the books on some stories. Yeah, and that was that was months ago. I mean, when this started months ago, um, they they brought that up like, oh, what if it affects this? Because you know we you know we don't have this, we don't have that. Um, like I said, the, the grain supply just, just surprised me. I was like, really. So we're not the breadbasket of the world. I would, I guess, we're giving it all away. Uh, and rice, I guess, that's going to become a short commodity because uh, the country that exports it is an exporting it now. They're holding on to their own food to feed their wow. their population. Yeah. Well. 
All right. Well, thanks for bringing that uh, that, that clip to here and uh, and so forth. Hopefully, people found the information helpful, useful, and so forth. Did you guys hear about a California engineer derailing a train? Get a load of this. Purposely derailing a train over suspicion about coronavirus aid ship USNS Mercy? Gunslinger? I didn't hear anything about it. That's, that's new and on me. Yeah, well, check this out. I, I, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So a train engineer decided he would intentionally drive a locomotive full speed ahead off the end of the rail tracks near the United States Navy ship Mercy, <clears throat> which was docked at the port after, after transporting necessary supplies for coronavirus efforts to California hospitals. Now, federal prosecutors have charged Eduardo Moreno, age 44, with train wrecking. I didn't know train wrecking was was considered a crime. Probably just like uh, hit and run, I guess. After he admitted in two separate police interviews that he intentionally crashed the train because he was suspicious of the Navy hospital ship in the dock. Now, Moreno started excuse me, stated that he thought mistake that the United States Navy ship Mercy was was suspicious and did not believe the ship is what they say it's for, according to the criminal affidavit. Now, Morano expressed concerns to authorities that the ship had an, al- an alternate purpose than to assist with COVID-19 and was potentially linked to a government takeover, and he derailed the train to wake people up. Oh, he's a conspiracy theory nut. See what conspiracy theories do to the brain? And you wonder why I won't have them on this show? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, according to what Moreno told investigators in the complaint, you only get this chance once. The whole world is watching. I had to. People don't know what's going on here. Now they will. A California Highway Patrol officer who, was, who witnessed the crash said he saw the train smash into a concrete barrier at the end of the track, smash into a steel barrier, then smash into a chain-link fence, slide through a parking lot. This sounds like a freaking scene in a movie, doesn't it, folks? Uh, uh, Where was I here? I lost my train of thought. Ah, here we go. Slide across another lot filled with gravel and smash into a second chain link fence. Now, video footage recorded from the locomotive's cab and reviewed by the Los Angeles Port, of, Los Angeles Port Police shows the train clearly moving at a high rate of speed, 
before crashing through various barriers and coming into close proximity to three occupied vehicles. According to a press release from the Department of Justice, a second video shows Moreno in the cab holding a lighted flare. Now, Moreno stated that he acted alone and had not pre-planned the attempted attack. And the engineer wasn't a port employee, but apparently was working for Pacific Harbor Line, Inc., a train company that handles cargo in the port and connects to major railroad lines. Philip Sanfield, spokesman for the Port of Los Angeles, told the Associated Press. Now, the train stopped more than 250 yards short of the U.S. Navy hospital ship Mercy, which arrived in port this week to provide 1,000 hospital beds to regional medical centers expecting a surge of COVID-19 patients. Nobody was hurt. However, the crash caused the train to leak fuel uh, to leak fuel oil, which required cleanup by fire and other hazardous materials personnel. Now, Moreno was arrested by the patrol officer who witnessed the crash. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force and the Port of Los Angeles Police are now leading the investigation. If convicted, Moreno could face up to 20 years in federal prison. So, Here's a guy who, well, I don't know if he was listening to the voices in his head, huge mistake right there, or he just snapped because he believed the conspiracy theories and his own, to be more precise. I don't know. Gunslinger, I'll start with you. What do you think, man? Gunslinger? Fuck me. This is ridiculous. Mike in Louisiana. Oh, man. That, I mean, I guess it could be a combination of both things that he just snapped and he just, while he was listening to the people in his head, the voices in his head, I mean, you can't rule that out. But that guy's a nut. I mean, What's the commercial about Mounds and Almanor? Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Well, that guy absolutely felt like a nut all the time. You know? I mean, train wrecking? When was the last time you heard somebody, you know, being put away for that? You know? I mean, yeah, they've been... They've been derailments, but that's been, you know, that's not been somebody, some crazy ass mother, doing this stuff. This is, this is, this is almost to the point of, you know, uh, Timothy McVeigh, or you know, just a guy that's just going off his rocker and just doing this, right? I mean, why would you do this to prove a point about? Some government conspiracy with the with the hospital boats and all that stuff. I mean, a lot of this stuff just doesn't fit the. A lot of that stuff you just read, George, just does not fit together. He derails a train 
because he's afraid that the hospital boats or whatever are some are having to do with a conspiracy. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I like to say he's a Democrat, but because none of that, none of the stuff they do makes sense either. But again, I'm not sure with this guy. So, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I, I just cannot wrap my head around it. You know. Well, you know, this guy talks about how the how he thinks the hospital ship is there for an for an alternate reason, the government takeover. And you listen to that, you read that shit, and and the first thing you think of is total whack job here, guys. I mean, this guy's fucking bouncing off the rubber walls. You know. Right, and it's like I mean we, we've talked about before. Now where, now where did this happen, George? Where did this? Where did he do this? Was this in New York or was this someplace else? California. California. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. As I said California makes, when I first started reading the article. It, it makes sense because that is the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes. You know, so. For that to for that to make for him to do that in that state, yeah, it makes a little bit more sense. But again, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he did was because of what a government conspiracy because of this this hospital ship. I suppose that's we know why the hospital ship is there. I mean, in fact, Trump sent the hospital ship, right? So. We know it's there. We know why it's there. Why would they be? What snapped in this guy? Now I don't want to know, but what snapped in this guy's mind to make him think about this stuff? You know. Anybody still there? I'm here. I'm free. <laughs> what happened to George? He must have turned his mic off or something. Hello. I'm here. Oh, Hello, George. It would help if I turned the right fader up. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. I'm looking at the screen, and I'm just reaching over to my right where the audio board is. I turned to a fader, thought it was the right one, and apparently it wasn't. <laughs> hey, Gunslinger, what do you think of this story, man? I passed it. I had to run in the kitchen. Didn't even hear it. Okay, I'll Reader's Digest it for you. California train engineer decides to derail a train because he thinks that the, the hospital ship Mercy in California's harbor is there for an alternate reason, like government takeover or some shit like that. <laughs> He's facing 20 years in prison for this. I'd give him 30 for derailing a train. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'd even... Damn. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, 
his exact okay. his, the way he put it to the to the investigators, I thought was kind of, you know. He sa- he stated that he thought the the United States Navy ship Mercy was suspicious and did not believe the ship is what they say it's for. Okay, he goes on to say. Uh, he goes on to express concerns to authorities that the ship had an al- an alternate purpose than to assist with COVID-19 and was potentially linked to a government takeover, and he derailed the train to wake people up. Well, see, that's one of your crazy-ass conspiracy theories. That, that's kind of, that is Crazy. Ain't that, and then uh, you see why I don't want them shits on my show? Because pe- people that, that that share conspiracy theories like that are fucking whack jobs for doing it, number one. And two, should know better, especially knowing what this guy just pulled. He, he lost his mind. His mind broke. Well, That's why he did uh, it. Well, yeah. <clears throat> But you see, this is the kind of shit. This is it. This is it's just the beginning, guys. It's just the beginning. You got a Looney Tune named, named Eduardo Moreno, a train engineer. You would think, you know, had to go through some sort of psych tests and shit. You know, in order to have his job. But I guess not because. Here he is, terracing down the tracks all of a sudden. I think I will flip the train because the government is going to try to use COVID-19 and the Navy ship to take over the world. Crash. Yeah. Real sane human being. I don't know. This is the start of it. People losing their fucking mind. Give them, give them life in a fucking psych hospital, the dumb bastard. Hey, George, I was watching your governor talk about uh, this shit going into July now. Well, there's he's not the only one that said that though. Before he said it. I said it. So, how do we? How does this economy survive that? Because the way I, I mean, the, the, think about it for a minute, Bill. Do Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel as far as uh, them nailing this down? I mean, we've got people. There's we got American citizens that are still traveling back to the United States. Uh, from other countries that have the coronavirus pandemic on their hands, they're testing. Some of them testing positive. So while this is, you know, it, it'd be it'd be nice if it, if we saw the, end, the the light at the end of the tunnel and this, this coronavirus were turned around by the say the end of this month. I don't see that happening. Well, I mean, if you're talking yeah. July. You have August and September, and then you have flu season starting. 
don't know exactly when it starts. I don't know when the corona starts. But that shit started in November, yeah. apparently in China. So we're only a few months away for round two. Because the doctor today on the uh, president's <laughs> panel said that you know they expect to see it again, um, like the like the fucking flu. Well, Billy, we never dealt with this this kind of a situation called like coronavirus. In fact, um, yeah, until I'm... until it started hitting our our shores, I never heard of it. Until until it started breaking out here in America, I didn't hear of it at all. You didn't hear about it when it was in China. You didn't hear about it when it was in China and shit. I heard about what was going on in China, but I didn't think it was going to be coming over here. Well, guess what? Found out the hard way, didn't I? But you know what? That's because you know I I naturally assume that they would they would have it contained. No, the president yeah. tried. He tried, you know, to you know not have people from China come over here, but it was too late because they lied for a month. You know, yeah. It's like sending it's like sending sending, you know, <clears throat> kamikazes all over the world to fuck it up. Because China don't care how many of their people they kill. They don't give a oh, shit. Well, before, before yeah. everybody goes any further, I've got to call on the six two yeah two six seven area code. They called earlier, but let's see what they what's on their minds. Two six seven, go ahead. Two six seven, go ahead. Okay, you had your chance. Three one six area code. Go ahead. Three one six area code. Go ahead, please. You had your chance. Thank you for playing for playing troll games. Okay. All right. They just might be listening in on the phone, George. Your uh, your line is open. Hello? Go ahead, please. Yes, Hello? go ahead. Jeff, still came out, still bleeding. You. <laughs> you know what, 316? Goodbye. The trolls are out, boys and girls. <laughs> Fucking real tonight. Man. I didn't find them entertaining, to be honest with you. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't find them the least bit entertaining. Three one six. You're not getting on the air. Good night. Have a sweet. Have a have a lovely trip down, fuckhead road. And if these trolls. No matter know, what happens, they, we can always depend on yeah. our trolls. Yeah, but here's the thing. I haven't been trolled in a very, very, very long time. Coronavirus must be creating trolls because they are bored. See, the good trolls are the ones that fucking suck you in, you know, and then they nail you at the end. That's a, that's a, that's a talented troll. Okay. First of all, there's no such thing as a good troll as far as I'm concerned. That's yes, there one. is. What are you talking about? Yes, there is. It's, a, it's like a job, man. 
It's like a whole thing in our society. But a good troll That's will suck you in. My opinion. Okay, I'll tell you I, what. Here we go again. 859 area code. You, if you cause trouble, you're gone. Go ahead, please. Hi. Um, I, I would like to chip in in this discussion. See, here we got a good troll. Uh, I love it. <laughs> my um, so what I would love to say is, uh, nigger, nigger, nigger. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. He sucked in a little bit. I like to tip in. Come on, guys, you could do better than that. Think really? it through. Six one three, are you okay? Go ahead. Six one three, are you okay? Last. Three, yes. Two, one. We're done. Goodbye. Like a deer in the headlights, man. That's too bad. All right. Wow, that's from Canada. Yeah, getting a Canadian troll. You believe this last, shit? The last one. The last one was from Kentucky. You know, so. I can whip up a phone number pretty quick. I could call you for China, I guess, if I really wanted to. At least up here I am. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I could do the same thing, but you know, a lot of these a lot of these trolls don't know how to use how how to do that kind of thing. So they do uh, <laughs> things like voice and shit. Yeah. So. I mean, look. Uh, Russ, our buddy Russ had a had a had a term for him. He used to call them seminar callers. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got an eight six five caller. I'm only going to say this once before I open your mic. If you turn out to be a troll, you'll never come back again. So behave yourself if you know what's good for you. Eight six five. Okay, first, oh. You're not gonna fucking insult me, you fat little. Yeah, I'm gonna turn you off too. This is my goddamn show. No, not yours. I'll do what the fuck I have to. You don't like the trolls? Suck my left nut and make the right one jealous. <laughs> not that I want you to, not but. Jesus Christ, this is fucking great. Well, well you know, I'm glad you're. Well, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, Ryan has a lot of fun with them, you know. Um, <sighs> trolls need love, too. <laughs> trolls can go bother oh, like somebody that. else. They are bullshit. We need some high-level okay. trolls, though. Not these fucking amateurs. What the Fuck. Come on, guys. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, I've, heard some trolls, I've heard some trolls go off 15, 20 minutes and then lower the fucking hammer. You know? And everyone, yeah, and everyone oh, is fucking speechless. And everybody's speechless. At the, you know? But no, we don't have no high-level trolls. These are all amateurs. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I mean, I know I know a guy I listen to out of Florida that he'll sit there and talk to him. He knows they're a troll. He'll sit there and talk to him and run him through a ringer before he uh, he uh, uh, you know hangs up on him. You know, that's I like to listen to that type of shit because it's fun. You know, but you know you can tell it's a troll. Usually, sometimes you get fooled. They're really good, and you get fooled, and they suck you in. You know? And then they lower that hammer, man, and you're just like, uh, uh, got me. Bring up something totally different than he's talking about, and he he automatically knows that it's bullcrap, but he lets him go on and on and on about it, you know? And... Mm -hmm. And then he systematically takes them apart as they do as they do going through the call. You know, three four minutes. It's a three four minute call, and he'll just systematically take take them apart during that call. You know, it's like it's fun. Well, let's see. Here we go again. Okay, I'm going to make this announcement as host of this show and so forth. If you turn out to be a troll, you'll be cut off so fast that, that the smoke coming off your, off your shoes won't be able to catch up with you. So my advice, if you're going to troll, hang up now. Got my drift? Good. I'll, I'll, I'll hit that X so fast on the switchboard, it'll make your head spin. So 775, area code, go. <laughs> We're done, asshole. See? Because of people wanting trolls to call in, now they're doing it. And this is a wasting my fucking night. Yep. That was from Nevada. I don't give a fuck where they're from, Mike. I no, really I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, and I, 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 I know the way thing, these things work. They got these phones that can, you know, when they dial in, it, it can dial in from different area codes even though they're from the same city or whatever the hell it is you know whatever whatever it is that they if have they have change your number a thousand times yeah trust me been there seen yeah, that see, it, it's a it's a way of life tours like like to see a troll in person this is what they look like they open the door and they get out of the car uh, there's a girl driving because they don't have a driver's license, all right? And then you watch them, and they literally stick their hands down their pants, down their underwear, and they scratch, okay? They're fucking cracking their ass. And then they spit, and they forgot that they scratched the crack of their ass, and they take that same hand, and they fucking dig it in, you know, and rub their nose real hard and shit. That, that's, that's a troll in real life. That's how you know that that person's a troll, you know, on the internet. <clears throat> it's been my observations. All right, well, I'm done with in the wild. discussing trolls. Taking up time on the show. Seven eight six area code. I'm not even going to answer you. So get lost. Okay, done with the trolls. I'll just, if I don't recognize the number. I'll... Yeah, it's always a guy getting chauffeured around by some chick. You know what I mean? 
that literally scratches their ass with their bare hands, spits on the ground, forgets they scratched their ass with their bare hands, and then they fucking start... They stick it in their fucking mouth, rub their eyes with it, you know what I mean? Start, you know, start rubbing their nose, stick it in their ear, you know. That's a troll in the wild. That's how, that's how you can recognize a troll. The main giveaway is getting chauffeured around by a chick. The main thing is getting chauffeured around by a chick. You know, the guy's not driving, the chick's driving. That's because the troll doesn't have a driver's license. Where's, where's Iggy though? Did you mind, Lil? Is she, like, don't, York, I, don't, I know she, she was up, up, up the line a ways. I'm not going to say I'm yeah, where, because I don't want her getting bothered by a bunch of idiots. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure where she lives, but she, this is north. That last call was from supposedly northwestern New York, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and all that, place, all that area. Like, do, do, do I have to remind you? I don't care where they're calling from. Seriously, I don't care where they're calling from. Anybody who calls up a radio show to troll them is a is a is a lifeless sack of shit that doesn't deserve to be to be on the face of God's green earth. They deserve nothing more than to be horse whipped. And have their vocal cords surgically removed, so they can't wow, infect the rest of the world with bullshit. Man, you're really prejudiced, dude, against trolls. I don't give a fuck about trolls. Trolls can kiss my ass. Anyway, That's simple. let's. Let's move on. I think they disrupted the show enough. Uh, Oh, shit. I tried to do that five minutes ago. Anyway. Lindsey Graham decided he was going to have a few uh, simple conversations. Trolls can sit there and listen for all I care. Uh But uh seems Lindsey Graham had a few choice words about Nancy Pelosi. Fucking hell. Why don't we hear what was said what the man had to say and you'll get a good idea of what was going on why he said it. Well take take us behind the curtain and and tell us how this all shut stupid fucking volume, isn't it? Oh. No what it was on, I just didn't have my volume turned up on then. Oh boy. Out, Senator, because uh, Nancy Pelosi said she did jujitsu right. on this relief bill to get it where it needs to be. And this morning, this weekend, <laughs> she is saying that the president is fiddling around while people are dying, Senator. No, what she said, she's blaming the president of the United States for people dying because of the way he's uh, led the country. That's the most shameful, disgusting statement by any politician in modern history. Let me tell you, we've seen the best of America from our citizens helping each other, delivering groceries, having special shopping hours for senior citizens. She's the first politician to blame another politician for people dying. This is the same Speaker of the House who held up the bill in the Senate for days because she wanted 
same-day voting. She wanted carbon neutrality for the airlines. She wanted $75 million for the endowment for the humanities and $25 million for the Kennedy Center. She is the one that held up the package in the Senate for days to get the uh, Green New Deal put in a recovery package. So it's the most shameful, disgusting thing I've heard yet, and it needs to stop. Well, you, you agreed to send $25 million to the Kennedy Center. You put that in a so-called relief Yeah, because bill, she right? wouldn't let the – yeah, so she put a gun to her head and said, we will not get this through the House until you put $25 million for the Kennedy Center. She wanted the entire new, uh, new Green Deal in the package. She wanted to have every airline has to be carbon neutral by 2025. What the hell has that got to do with saving lives who are affected by the coronavirus? She had the entire Green New Deal in the package. We took most of the garbage out. But for her to blame this president for causing loss of life after she held up the relief package for days to get a liberal special interest shopping list in the bill is pretty disgusting. All right. So, what do you think of uh, that little uh, ty- uh, that little announcement by Lindsey Graham? By the way, the six one three area code is uh, my friend Dave, and I do owe you an apology, partner, because I was getting trolled. I still have two two phone numbers on the board uh, that are going to be sitting and waiting just a little bit longer. But that is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but I'm like your favorite troll north of the border. <laughs> yeah, we're, and it's still we're, pretty. We're, we're the long, we're the long arm of, we're the long arm of the law, of the U.S. law can't reach me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but those Royal Canadian Mounted Police do love working working with our law enforcement, you know. Yeah. Yeah, those those Royal Mounties, they they love us, especially if we if we go over there and we do something stupid. Right. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. There was a there was a hey. guy, uh, here in the Hudson Valley. He went to Canada, and get this. He goes to Canada, you know, just to take, you know, just to go for the day. He decided to take a drive through Canada, you know, just sightsee. Well, he, he said, this is what he said. I don't know how true it is, but there's one section of road after you cross the border where it's like, uh, you know, there's, it's open road. There's nothing around you for at least a mile or two. And he had to piss like a racehorse real bad he pulls the car off the road, jumps up behind the tree to pee, and the next thing he knows, he's got three guys, you know, from from the mountains looking at him, going, uh, "Don't forget to flush." Needless to say, he uh, ended up getting busted. No, he the the, the one mountain did say, "Don't forget to flush." He was being a wise guy, but deservedly so because this stupid son of a bitch is out there. And it's a busy ass roadway, right? Stupid people, like I said. <laughs> All right. Before I, 
one of the tr- one of the calls hung up. So let's see what seven eight six wants. Seven eight six, go ahead. Uh, hi. Uh, hi. Uh, I I just like to uh, add a little bit to the joke of like the mountain jockeys. That was that was pretty funny. Um, uh, I was also listening, saying about like the trolls. Is you know it's kind of fucked up, you know, that they just harass you. That's their normal yeah. way of doing things on, on, on yeah. radio shows on the internet. Yeah. Even but, uh, FM radio do it too. Yeah. But those also, shows have uh, call screeners. Yeah, all right. Uh, also, I feel like uh, for like some of the calls, I feel like you should like, like instead of hanging up on them, ask them like questions like, is this funny to you? Do you like think this is like peak comedy? Have a conversation with them, you know, a typical debate. You know? Yeah, I tried that once. Didn't didn't uh, work out too well because I had one guy screaming the N word so much you know, you know, he couldn't hear anybody. So right. I just give them a, give them one shot. They blow it. They're gone. All right. So what would, would you prefer that like one of the trolls that have been calling you prefers to have a discussion with you? Would you prefer that a civilized discussion? Well, leave it this way. If they're calling to troll a radio show, they're not calling uh-huh. to have a civilized conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not their objective. Right. Radio or radio trolls, what they do is they, they call up. Now, like, for example, on AM radio, okay, with some of the, uh, the big names okay. like Rush Limbaugh and others, they've got call yeah. screeners. They can get past the call screener by tricking them into believing that they're a legitimate call. When they actually mm-hmm. get on the air, however, that's a different story because now they're past the call screener. Me, I am the call screener. And I've got one objective when it comes to trolls. Mm-hmm. Either, they either be respectful or they're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've got the blowtorch and the matches to light it with. All right, all right. Um, okay. I've been on for over 12 years. I've dealt with this shit too many times. And trolls right. to me are a waste of my time and, 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 and energy. I've got more right. important things to worry about than trolls. Okay. Um, so, for like beforehand, you said you were going to like rip their esophaguses and stuff like that. Do you think uh, that type of action was called for? Or do you think it was just in the heat of the moment? I said cut out their vocal cords so they can't talk stupid. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, do, you, do you think that was uncalled for? Or do you think it's justified? Well, when it comes to trolls, you let them know up front that they're, get, they're not going to get away with bullshit. Uh-huh. Bottom line, they want to try doing that bullshit. They're going to find out that people who make statements are not trying to scare anybody necessarily, but if it scares mm-hmm. them the fuck, so be it. Okay. Okay. I've been so, serving the military and mm-hmm. and stu- and stu- the military police officer to have a bunch of yahoo fuck nuts with no brains and absolutely no, no idea what life is all about. They're still wet behind the ears. Uh-huh. They haven't even gotten dry in their nut sacks to know that they're going to sit there in their mother's basements calling up radio shows to you know just because they're bored to tears. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I, this is radio network. 
This is my network. Thank goodness this is not a PG-13 show, huh? Okay, okay. Thanks, thanks for, for chiming in, but I'm done talking about the uh, the trolls. Thank you. And obviously he was a troll himself. Thank now, goodness this is not a uh, PG-13 I, show. Start chiming in. I'm going to switch to my headphones because, uh, well, quite frankly, I need to be able to get up and stretch my legs. Did you hang, and up, with if I, if I, did, did you hang up with him, George? Yes, I did. Why? Well, he wasn't he was cut, being respectful. He, I don't know, man. He was being respectful. He wasn't, you know, he was Let me ask you normal. Billy, Billy, hold on. Slow down a minute, okay? Slow down a minute. Okay, he was he wanted to talk just talk about the trolls. He didn't want to talk about what I, some of the stuff that I'm, that I'm bringing up on this show tonight. Yeah, but we've been he talking about be- trolls for the past half hour. We've been talk- That's what we've been talking about. It's trolls for the past half hour. That's why I went to the Lindsey Graham piece to get away from them. They even heard the being played. Man, that was that was somebody who was going to give you the inside motivation, and you and you blew it. You know what? The you next time the trolls call it, you want to know why? You want to know why? In so many words, is what he was saying. And I think he might have told you. The motivation, why, why certain people were picked, you know what I mean? And get, you know, it could have been a whole educational thing, man. <clears throat> well, I'll tell anyway, you what. Next time, really- the, the next, the next, the next time the trolls start calling in, I'll and you're here, I'll let you handle it. How's that sound? Since obviously I don't know yeah, what the fuck fine. I'm doing when it comes to trolls, okay? I didn't say that. Do it relax. No, you didn't say that. I mean, it's like I'm supposed to let them on and divert the show from from what I'm doing, from what it's on the air for in the first place? I mean, seriously, Billy, is is that what this has come down to? This isn't Crazy Nation Radio. This is Firefox and Prime. I don't do this, do things the same way he does or anyone else does. Okay, I'm trying to keep the show on track, and if the trolls keep calling in and we end up talking about the trolls like we're doing right now, it, it's taking time away from what I have on, on I have on tap here. And as far as I've got two stories that I can't even get to tonight because of this because uh, of this shit. Now I've played a clip and we can't even we haven't even started talking about that yet. See, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you've been doing this for a long time, you realize, you know, th- there has to be, a, uh, there has to be a, you know, a last straw. And when it comes to these trolls, I reached it a long time ago. I don't want to give them time to, to do their, their shit because it can ruin a show. All right, well, let's, just move on to go... let's just move on to Lindsey Graham. Did the guy talk to him or some shit? Tell us what to do. Well, te- 
take us behind the curtain and to tell us how this all shook out, Senator, because uh, Nancy Pelosi said she did jujitsu right. on this relief bill to get it where it needs to be. And this morning, this weekend, she is <laughs> saying that the president is fiddling around while people are dying, Senator. No, what she said, she's blaming the president of the United States for people dying because of the way he's uh, led the country. That's the most shameful, disgusting statement by any politician in modern history. Let me tell you, we've seen the best of America from our citizens helping each other, delivering groceries, having special shopping hours for senior citizens. She's the first politician to blame another politician for people dying. This is the same Speaker of the House who held up the bill in the Senate for days because she wanted same-day voting. She wanted carbon neutrality for the airlines. She wanted $75 million for the endowment for the humanities and $25 million for the Kennedy Center. She is the one that held up the package in the Senate for days to get the uh, Green New Deal put in a recovery package. So it's the most shameful, disgusting thing I've heard yet, and it needs to stop. Well, you, you agreed to send $25 million to the Kennedy Center. You put that in a so-called relief Yeah, bill, because right? she wouldn't let the – yeah, so she put a gun to her head and said, we will not get this through the House until you put $25 million for the Kennedy Center. She wanted the entire new, uh, new Green Deal in the package. She wanted to have – every airline has to be carbon neutral by 2025. What the hell has that got to do with saving lives who are affected by the coronavirus? She had the entire Green New Deal in the package. We took most of the garbage out. But for her to blame this president for causing loss of life after she held up the relief package for days to get a liberal special interest shopping list in the bill is pretty disgusting. All right. So the way I see it is, you know, Nancy Pelosi basically decided she was going to be an idiot, as usual, okay, Uh, because she characterized, you know, because she took the opportunity to bash the president's handling of the coronavirus situation here in this country, and I agree with Lindsey Graham when he said that, you know, she is the most shameful, she she made the most shameful, disgusting statement by a politician in modern history. She literally is blaming the president for people dying because of the way he's led the country, which is a crock. So, yeah, Lindsey Graham was spot on, and I don't blame him for, you know, for, for calling her out on it. She's a troll. He's a $25 million troll. Well, you know what? I've said it before about Lindsey Graham, and I'll say it right here. When John McCain died, he got his balls back. You know? Because he's been strong ever since that happened. I mean, when, when they were doing that stuff to Kavanaugh, I mean, he lit into him. And that was after, that was after McCain passed, you know, and he's strong. He's still strong, 
you know, and the guys, the guys showing a lot more than a lot more gumption than he's had for the last four, five, six years, you know, in the last what eight months? Oh, Kavanaugh. Well, last year was Kavanaugh. So yeah, I mean, he's 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 strong now. Could it be the fact that he's he he wants to appear strong because he may try and run for president in 2024? I don't know, but he's right in what he said. He's right, you know. I mean, we've said it before. All that crap, and it is crap, that was in the bill that she put in there was a payback, a payoff to the liberal progressives in that party. And everybody knew it. And you can't tell me that she's, I mean, I guess she'd be, have to be pissed off because uh, it got taken out because she wanted it in there because of her uh, big money people in her party wanted it in there. But, again, she had to know that it was going to be taken out, right? I mean, she can't be that dense. Well, that's a loaded question because we know she is, but she can't be that dense to not think that the Republicans are going to take that shit out, right? George? Jeez, I gotta learn to be to be more cautious with the uh, with the and pay attention to what I'm turning here. Uh, yeah, well, Nancy Pelosi has has three inherent problems: her mouth, her brains, and how to actually work them accordingly. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. Got no way on the ch- on the, on the call line with us. Well, no way. What do you Good evening, guys. But you know, see, the thing is, with Lindsey Graham, he, he he missed the key part, the key point. I hold up my package every day, you know, when I go to the bathroom, wash my nuts. <laughs> now, if Nancy Pelosi is holding up my package, now that's a problem. That that's that's just a clear problem. <laughs> No, I don't know. Okay. Oh, Lord. I'm going to say, I'm say that mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton has the same problem you do, but it's already Probably. been said before. Well, so, no, my, Michael know. Obama does. Michael Obama does. He, He's got to he's got to hold up his package every day. But no, what yeah. what was going on there? That 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 is pathetic. See, that is the sad thing when it comes to politics. People don't quite understand what uh, pork belly spending is and stuff. You know, they here they're trying to get an aid package to help the people that Democrat governors started, then everybody else jumped on board. And when you start looking at what was going on, well, of course, Democrats will never let a good crisis go to waste. And any time Nancy Pelosi can hold up somebody's package, she's going to love it. But 
for what they were putting in there, it is just it, it's beyond belief. It, it truly is. Uh, just like today, the squad's throwing a fit, um, and they got the media going after Trump. Why aren't these um, immigrants getting a stimulus check? Well, they came here illegally, and this mm-hmm. is the problem. You know, and but still, I'm I'm sitting back right now, and I'm looking at what's going on, and there's something more than what they're letting on. Uh, right now, you you it's not just 2.4 trillion. Remember, we've gone through phase one, phase two, phase three, and now he's talking phase four. So it, it, it's like, what is going on? We're at about four trillion dollars in spending already, and now they're looking at another two trillion, and they're talking infrastructure. And it ain't roads. It's internet. It's, it's well, actually, actually Florida is Florida is actually doing some bridges and shit. They're fast. They're because fa- nobody's on the roads. So like we can work on our roads. That came out today. So that Florida Florida's throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars at roads and bridges and shit. Um, <clears throat> so they are doing some, you know. It's up to you know. I guess it's up to the governor. You know what they're going to spend the money on. I know Florida is talking about bridges and and roads and what it's a, it's a, it's the best time to do it because nobody's on the fucking roads. It makes sense to me. Well, well, I I know even with I know what when whatever comes out of their mouth, think just the opposite. We had signs back with when Obama was in office. We had signs on the turnpike from the roads here in Maine saying. Shovel ready job, your tax dollars at work, and then all the, the all the work came to a halt because the money was gone, the roads weren't fixed, the projects weren't being run, and all the states are going. Well, we need more money. Well, where did the two hundred billion dollars that came to Maine for the roads? Where did it go? It didn't cost two hundred billion dollars for a mile and a half of friggin' highway. <laughs> you know, shovel ready job, and there was no money. Where did it yeah, go? That's, that's that's corruption, man. At its finest. That's right. And, and now what pockets. I'm looking at when they're, when they're talking infrastructure, guys. I mean, all this money, all this work. Why is it that all this money, all the time from road tax, fuel tax, all these taxes? Why do the roads never get fixed? Now we're in the middle of a crisis, and instead of building manufacturing plants for medical supplies and pharmaceutical plants for pharmaceuticals, why are they back wasting it on roads again when they've, they've already wasted billions of dollars and never fixed the roads? And now all of a sudden we're in the middle of a crisis dependent on other countries for medical supplies? Shit, my, my friggin' meds, one med comes from Germany, another one comes from friggin' Ireland, and only one of them comes from America. So we need to be yeah. spending the money on that. And if the state wants to come up with their own, because I'm starting to tell people here now, all these schools shut down, and it's tax season for the uh, property tax. 
no schools, no services, no tax. Why do we have to continue to pay for these schools for them to sit at home? They're not teaching our kids. Cops are, even in Maine, they're letting criminals out. Cops um, are not arresting people. They're playing games. Hospitals are not taking people in. They're somewhat treating them with ambulances and getting them to stay home. So we're not getting services. We're not getting schools. But yet we still are getting taxed straight into the ground. That's where I'm starting to get ticked off with this whole nine yards. But then again, that's just me, and I am yeah. a maniac holding up my own package. I know I'm not going to comment on that. So, Gunslinger, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, Barry? Well, you know, there is... I mean, I, it's, it's very, very strange. Like I said, the numbers are not adding up, okay? You know, I'm a numbers person, okay? Uh, being, you know, electrical, uh, master electrician, and all that engineer jobs and all that shit. It's just not adding up. There's, yeah, there's going to be a, there's, no, there's going to be an increase, okay, because the more you test people and, the, and you find out the ones that are positive that has this bug, man-made bug, I'm convinced it's man-made now, um, you're, of course you're going to have a lot of, lot of bills, okay? A lot of cases, a lot, of, a lot more cases. And the old saying goes, it ain't over yet, okay? They are, well, we have to assume that they're working on these, these antidotes and all this shit that they're working on, uh, which obviously it looks pretty promising. So they're, they're already talking about a peak it should reach, what, six months? They said about a month's time. It should reach the peak on the graph, and it shows it on the graph, and then it starts to go down. That's a good thing. You don't want it to con- continue up, 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 up. That means more and more cases. You want it to peak whatever whatever number it's going to peak at. Then you want it to fall exponentially down, okay? And that's a good thing. So if their, proje- if their projections are right, it should peak within the within the month, and then we'll, we should start seeing the cases go down, and the survival rate coming up because obviously by then they should be pretty close to getting a uh, antibiotic or whatever whatever they use. Go ahead. Well, I I think um, you know again, and I, I I think I said this the other night. Uh, they're they're talking they're, they're talking about it peaking at some point. What I'm trying to figure out and what I'm trying to wrap my head around is how do they come to that conclusion? I mean, this coronavirus is still a, 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 an unknown variable. You know, it's not it, – it, everybody keeps trying to compare it to the flu. And I'm telling you right now, folks, stop comparing it to the flu. It's not anything like the flu, okay? That's, that's the one thing that people need to understand. If you keep comparing it to the flu – and you keep putting expectations on it, reaching a certain point, and so forth like that. These are this is just 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 estimates on their part. They're guessing that it's going to peak right. at that point. We don't. No one knows for sure. Okay. So if if you if you just look at it for what it is, and 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 you see the number of cases that keep coming up. Okay. 
I've never seen the flu grow out of control the way this coronavirus has. I don't think anyone has ever seen uh, the flu the flu virus uh, peak at such levels and take so many people out literally. I mean, there were less deaths to the flu than there are with this coronavirus. So no, I, I, I don't I know if you. If you look at the flu, the flu this year has taken out more than the coronavirus. The problem is, is how fast the coronavirus can spread and how long mm. it lasts on hard surface. You, you take the regular flu virus may only last two to three hours on a hard surface, but this coronavirus can last two days. And well, they they it's how, they found it's, out that it's how fast that one cruise ship, yeah. that one cruise ship, no way. They found it. Yeah. Seventeen. They found it seventeen days after the passengers had had been had been allowed to go. So the coronavirus still lingered seven after seventeen days from the departure of the crew and the and and the the passengers. So. Well, I don't, it's hard. It's hard to say, you know, how and, long it's right. really going to linger on services and all that. Um, because they're done, and that's the thing. They're not testing it. They're not testing it. That was they're, a special. They're not running. That was a special case. Yeah. Remember, that's a cruise ship. So even with no passengers, they still going to engage the AC units. So it's a cool, moist environment. Sure, anything would, would live in that. For a long period of time, what they should have done is just turned everything off, and just the, the thing wouldn't have lasted probably just a few hours. Just like on surfaces, if you touch a door outside, well, that's out in the environment. That's not going to last very long. But if you're in a cramped, closed-up ship, yeah, that thing could live probably twice as long. Remember, it's all about the environment. But see, this, this is why it, it tends to lead me towards. You know, if China can manufacture a virus like this that lasts this long, why can't they make a toaster that lasts more than six months? <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. Well, it's two different things. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah true. It's two different things. But still, the analogy makes sense when you think about it. I mean, it, buy exactly. something in the store, and, and it's made in China, and it lasts – if you're lucky six months, you're really lucky if it lasts you a year. And right. and it's like, really? Um, I've got uh, Dave on the line with us as well. I want to get Dave's uh, thoughts on this. So, uh, Dave, go ahead. Well, there's a lot of stuff that was uh, thrown around here. So, first of all, with regards to the toaster, the toaster doesn't last more than six months because that's their way of guaranteeing that you're going to come back to the store and buy some more stuff from them. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that that's by that's by design. Yeah. yeah so um, there's a few things that were said by different people, and unfortunately, aside from Gunslinger. Hey, by the way, hi, Gunslinger. I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, one one person talked about. Um, the fact that we don't make anything here in the United States anymore, sorry, down there in the United States anymore. And the same applies here in Canada. Um, and then somebody, and then you were, guys were talking about projections and stuff like that. So 
first let me get to the projections thing. Um, when you think of what happens with, let's say, uh, weather-related events, let's say a hur- hurricane or a tornado or whatever, usually you're going to see the guys, especially on the weather network or whatever, they're going to show you projections of, okay, well, it might go this way, and then it might go that way. And, and we're not talking about, like, in the next 12 hours here. We're talking about three days out type thing, right? And they can't predict it because the projections on one side could take it out to the ocean, and the other projection takes it out to the middle of the country or whatever, right? So those are kinds of protections that they're, they're looking at. And so when, the same thing applies in this case. It's it, when they look at – Uh-oh. Sorry about that. My, what, no, Dave? No, no. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so can you do Dave? Go ahead. Yeah, my Bluetooth headphones died on me. Um, so when uh, when they look at these projections, okay, they're trying to see, okay, well, we've done this, this, and this measure, and if we compare it to the fact that this country did the same thing, then we should anticipate a percentage of the population being this much affected. That's why they look at things of, okay, well, you're going to have 30% of your population is going to get it or 70% of your population is going to based on what actions are taken. And so that's why they're looking at projections. Same thing as the, the weather analogy that I gave, which is, okay, well, if we do minimal, it'll go out to the ocean. If we do maximum, it'll go to the mid country, you know? So that's why they're looking at it. And so here in Canada, for example, today they actually started talking about for the first time that um, they're now anticipating that this is going to go on at least until June or July and because they're looking at projections and they're now starting to see they're getting concrete data back from people who've come back from winter, spring break and so forth. And, you know, and we haven't even hit our peak yet either. Uh, both, uh, you know, whether it's uh, the city of Toronto or whatever – and that's why you've got Cuomo talking the way he is. They haven't hit their peak yet. You guys haven't hit your peak. That's why Trump is talking the way he is. This is going to be a hard two weeks. You guys are probably only going to hit your peak maybe in two weeks. I would actually beg to differ. It's going to be longer than that because it took him that long in Congress that long to finally start acting and putting stuff in place. We've already been dealing with this since February. You know, so if we're if we're barely hitting our peak, it's going to be a lot longer for you guys times that by 10 because you guys got 10 times the population that we do. So, no, it's this is going to ravage. And so it brings us back to the final point of what I started talking about, which is the fact that you guys don't make anything down there and same up here. Um, The irony is that over the last couple of weeks, we've had Canadian companies that have either been working in, we'll call it. You know, behind the scenes where they've not been given the, the, the limelight to, 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 to get their product out, or companies are completely disengaging with whatever it is that they manufacture. It could be, you know, uh, they produce tiles for this, and now all of a sudden the government has, you know, said, hey, we're, we're interested in anybody who can retrofit their factories to do this, this, or this, come forward and let us know. And sure enough, we've had like several dozen uh, companies come forth and say okay we've got the production line we've got the production worker all we need are the schematics to do this this and this you know and all of a sudden you've got these people so now a lot of these companies are going to start kicking in and they're going to start you know the, the the prime minister himself has even said look we need to stop relying on china to send us gloves and masks and gowns and such and such right 
they're just figuring that out in France. France is figuring right. that out well, that, because, what, because they were bidding that, on some of this stuff. And exactly, they're bidding on some of this stuff. And all of a sudden, while the stuff is actually on the tarmac ready to fly to France, another country says, oh, I'll, I'll throw in an extra you know, half a million dollars or a million dollars if you send it to us instead. And sure enough, the Chinese are doing it. So now right. France is right. figuring out real fast, wait a second, we need to stop being so dependent because that's the nature of this globalization that, that the, these, the G20 and all of them have been focusing on is all of a sudden you've got China who's the manufacturing chief of the world and then you've got India which is the call center chief of the world and you've got you – know, every country's got their specialty and now when one domino falls out – the rest of us are all impacted. So now <laughs> France and Canada are, are two of the same companies, countries that are starting to think, wait a second, we need to start producing some of the shit in-house. We need to be able to self, be self-sufficient in cases of this kind of stuff happening here and not have to rely on the Chinese to send us gloves and gowns and this and that. Okay, so now we've got all these companies, for example, in Canada that are starting to work on creating, um, you know, the the respirators that the hospitals are needing and stuff like that. And I, I guarantee you, those people who want to start making money in the U.S., they're going to start looking at, at doing this too as well. And hopefully, you know, the Republicans who are so free market style and you know capitalism and stuff like that are going to say, you know what? Maybe we need to stop putting our money into China and start investing in small-town America who's willing to get their plant back off the ground and, and start being, helping us uh, be self-sufficient. Well, that, that was mm. what, killed, what killed America was NAFTA and GATT, all these global trade agreements. It was just like, I'm in, I'm in Maine, and when NAFTA first hit, I watched our whole lumber industry die right on the spot. And then the only thing that Maine was doing was cutting our trees, driving the trucks 100 miles through the northern Maine woods to a lumber mill in Quebec, dumping the trees there, loading back up with finished lumber, and driving it back while all the workers here in America were out of work. Our lobster, our, you know, our seafood was going into New Brunswick, our wood was going into Quebec, and now that's coming back. But that's where in America, that's where we have a different system than uh, Canada does. We did have that Defense Production Act from World War II. Now, that's why it wasn't signed at first, and this is where I'm trying to figure out where Trump is going with this, because he didn't sign it into effect until the $2.4 trillion aid package was done. As soon as that aid package was done, he signed into law and activated the Defense Production Act. That's when he turned and he looked right at GM, and there's nothing GM can do. Now there is nothing any company can do. He can point his finger to any company and say, you're going to produce this under this law. You're going to produce this under that law. And he can just start telling people what to do. But he doesn't have to because so many, like it's my pillow, something as simple as my pillow factory. They're turning right around making masks because they have the cloth, they have the cotton, they have this stuff, 
and here you go. We'll do it. And this way here, and it's like you just said, now they can add these production lines. And the good thing about America, and people I think will slowly start to realize, America's true to their word. If they were to tell that shiny pony you have up there in Canada, we'll send you 10 million masks. It's going to take us three weeks to produce them. Nobody else will be able to under, nobody else will be able to get them because America will be true to their word. They can't trust China. They already know that like Sweden, the thing that hit Sweden, 70% of the test kits for the coronavirus were junk and didn't work. Right. And China couldn't care less. And see, but this is the thing, and it is. It's going to take, I do understand, it's going to take a lot of time. And as far as our peak goes, it's like Maine. Maine just kind of pussyfooted around. Uh, we'll shut down this business. Well, then we'll shut down those businesses. And right. now, not and here at 6 o'clock, it's, it'll be another four and a half hours from now. Maine is on a full mandatory stay-at-home lockdown. They're only a month and a half too late because um, three dozen infected people that were infecting other people were hospital staff. Hospital staff. They're infected, people going to the hospital... The staff they were going that was dealing with them were infected, infecting other people. It took off around the Portland area like wildfire because people, the very people that we had to go to, you know, I mean, I, I've got stage three COPD. I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I can't take that chance. So, you know, but for our healthcare industry, in Maine to be the one infecting people. Then they turn and send people to the Department of Health and Human Services to sign up for help, come to find out staff in one building was all infected, infecting everybody that was there. So this is the pro America is like a month too late. Yep. So where it goes from here, who knows? And and that's why you know, and not to make light of this, but when you when people hear Trump saying, "Well, you know, we want business to be back to usual uh, back to usual by Easter," it just it, it begs the question: what 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 planet do you live on? You know what what are you yeah. not seeing that we see? You know, it's like. This is going to get a lot worse, and not just over two weeks. This is going to get a lot worse because, like you just said, you know, they're like a month, a month and a half behind in the game. You know, right? That's it's it's, it's a lot like the movie. Going. It's like the movie Outbreak. Remember the movie Outbreak yeah. with Morgan oh, Freeman yeah. and Dustin Hoffman? It's a lot like that. Oh, I know. Except in I this case, it's not confined to one small town. This is spreading immensely fast. I, yeah. I put videos well, on YouTube. Let me, let me I jump, uh, jump in real quick on this. Um, look, I, I understand why President Trump said what he said. Um, it's what he would like to have seen. 
it's not like he was saying that it will be that way, but it's just what he wanted. To, he was hoping to see happen. You know, a lot of people, myself included, hope that, that you know, hope that this coronavirus thing starts dying off by the time summertime hits. You know, but there's no way of knowing for certain whether it will or not. You know, well, a actually, lot of folks think actually that, right now. That, Right now, from what I saw in some of the late-night news tonight, was that there are parts of the world that are now starting to get a second peak. Now, we're barely getting to our first right. peak, right? So, you know, this is going to take time. This is going to take a long time. Yeah, because the, the southern hemisphere was in summer, and it was growing in South, Afri- or, uh, South Africa. It was growing in South America, Australia. They're in the middle of their summer, and they were saying, well, the heat kills the virus. It's not killing this one. No, because it's and not. It's, it like me- people are saying, it's, it's, they keep thinking it's like the flu, and it's not. It's not a seasonal thing. No. Okay, But the other thing as well is it has to do with how the population reacts. You know, When we talked about, okay, well, only 30% of your population is going to get hit if you do this, 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 or 70% is going to get hit if you don't do this, this, and this. Okay, The thing is that here we are talking, okay, and even if we went with the best case scenario, okay, like uh, what's the chief surgeon, Fauci, Dr. Fauci or whatever, okay, like he said, even if everything went as perfect as possible and everyone started to do what they had to do, wash your hands five, seven times, ten times a day, uh, don't do this, don't do that, okay, even if we followed all of those prescriptions, human nature is that after a period of time, you're going to get complacent, you're going to start washing your hands less you're going to start doing this you're going to you're going to do things that you weren't supposed to know okay it's one thing to say look we're all in this together but we all need to be doing this but everybody needs to be doing it the whole time if you if you're rowing a boat and let's say you've got 10 rowers and you know nine of them are you know all 10 are rowing real fast fast and then one just okay i'm going to take a break now all of a sudden you're you know that's where the the, the problem you know it slows down a bit same that's thing where here. it breaks down it, Exactly. And so if everyone starts getting complacent again, get another spike that's going to hit. And that's exactly what's starting to happen in these other countries here that, that are starting to get their second peaks because all of a sudden people got complacent and, they, oh, okay, no new, no new cases in China. Okay, we're finally over the hump. And, okay, we can, we can you know, unrestrict ourselves as much. We can start walking around outside our houses now a little more. We can start doing that. No, no, you haven't even hit the peak yet and you're already becoming complacent. What the fuck, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't hurt to to go for a walk or go outside, but like what happened here in Maine, they shut the schools down two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first week, the school kids had had enough of setting home, and now they start you start seeing it pop up on Facebook and Twitter and their their little chat groups. Last weekend, the cops were going around breaking up humongous bonfires full of kids. Yep. And that's what's happening now here. Or even clusters of them playing America. at the basketball court. Yeah. Right. They've, they've had enough because they don't – because there was so much misinformation that the media was putting out on purpose. And I, I heard it for the first two. Oh, the youth ain't going to get it and they're the – and now the youth are getting it, and mm-hmm. they, they don't know. They're, they're all guessing. And I think when Trump said Easter, I think the biggest thing was he was trying to curb the fear 
that was being yeah. planted in people because they just won't turn off that stupid mainstream media that is all doom and gloom, you're done, Trump's out to kill you, Nancy Pelosi holding everybody's package, the whole nine yards. <laughs> it, 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 you know? Well, you know, the, the point, yeah, well, her holding packages, I think that's probably the most action she's gotten in years anyways. But anyways, the point is that... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the point, the point, though, is that okay. I get your point. You Pelosi. Everybody is noticing that you're holding everybody, uh, some people's packages. Stop holding people's packages. You're you're an ancient disaster of. I mean, you are so old <laughs> that when you fart, you've got <laughs> dust coming out. So please, don't hold any right. more packages. Nobody wants you touching them. The the point though is I get your point about you know he's trying to be optimistic and so forth and you know it's it's so, I, I hate to say it this way but it's like a funeral right there's a time to grieve and there's a time to be serious and there's a time to be sorrow and, and mournful and so forth and then there's a time to be you know looking at the bright side there's going to be so much rays of sunshine on the other end. okay now is not the time if you're going to be the leader of the free world and especially of this country you need to be telling me what do i need to do and yes you need to repeat it over and over and over again so people don't start becoming complacent okay there'll be a day for you to play the hero and start being okay well now let's start looking at the bright side of things now is not the time to i just got punched in the face you're going to tell me oh by by the the bright side of it is at least you can start over right now is not the freaking time to tell me that you know, <laughs> so one of the things, and, and, that, and that, that's uh, one of the things that the president yeah. did, uh, of course, by putting the vice president in charge of the uh, task force, uh, was he, he he had the the VP uh, assemble uh, some of some of the some of the bright people, you know, some of the some of the smartest doctors, you know, available, uh, especially in in infectious disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, knows that will tell you this is what this is what we see works. This is what we know works. This is what we hope will work. But most important of all, if you, if you follow the guidelines, you know that that's laid out. Okay, these these are, are listed on the by the CDC and the White House as the president's coronavirus guidelines for America. But it came from these experts, from from these medical professionals. Uh, and and what it by by extending uh, the the guidelines uh, it says 30 days to slow the spread. Okay, uh, listen and follow the directions of your state and, and local authorities. If you feel sick, stay home. Don't go to work. Contact your medical provider. If your children are sick, keep them at home. Do not send them to school. Well, right now school ain't open. And by the way, there are online resources for parents to use for ed- keeping their kids' education going while they're at home, you know, as part of homeschooling. So they have those resources. So keeping the kids at home, you know, is not, is, shouldn't be that big of a problem. Uh, I know because I've seen the resources, and some of them are really good. Uh, they're very handy uh, for parents, especially in, in, at this stage of the game. Now, uh, it says to contact your medical provider in, in relation to your children. If someone in your household has tested positive for the coronavirus, keep the entire household at home. Do not go to work, school, contact your doctor. Okay? If you're an older person, hey, we know who they are, don't we, folks? 
Stay at home. Yeah. Stay away. Okay. Uh, if you are a person with a serious underlying health condition, okay, people with COPD, diabetes, high blood pressure, these are some of the folks that that are that, that are at most risk. Okay. Uh, that can put now these health conditions that can put you at increased risk. Okay. And it even sets the example. So it talks about the examples. A condition that impairs your lung or heart function or weakens your immune system. Stay home and away from other people. So a lot of these guidelines, you know, a lot of people, you know, they hear them over and over again being repeated ad infinitum. And some folks actually uh, get tired of hearing it. But let me tell you something. I don't get tired of hearing it. And there's a reason for that. Because right now, we need this kind of information getting out there. We need people to understand that there are things you can do to slow the spread. It's not going to stop it, but it will slow it. And at the very least, right. you know, if, if people do these things, they stand a better chance of not getting coronavirus themselves. All right? Now, the governor right, of the state of New hey, York, I, and this I came out today, he, he ordered the closure of all parks and playgrounds. Literally, just shut them right down. It's understandable. Now, now originally, remember when the social gatherings were in groups of 50? Well, they cut that down dramatically to 10 people. All right? So in some cases, five restaurants, years. food courts, they're all shut down except for delivery or, or, or for takeout. All right? Um. They're advising people not to visit nursing homes or retirement or long-term care facilities unless to provide critical assistance. And then they talk about the practicing of good hygiene, you know, washing your hands, especially after touching any frequently used item or surface. Avoid touching your face. Now, that's a hard one. That is a hard one for, any, for, for a lot of folks. I know it is for me because when, 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 I get, when my nose itches, I've got to scratch the itch. If I, if I, you know, if, when I'm combing my hair, I've got you know, to gotta comb my hair. And my, and, you know, it's difficult to, you hey, know, to not you touch your that. face, especially when you, what, you well, it's thinning, unfortunately, but uh, that's why I keep it the way, as long as I do. But I'll, I'll, put, I'll put water in my hands to, to splash on my face when I'm waking up in the morning. The biggest thing with, with touching your face is if you say you have to go to the supermarket, like people do, um, mm-hmm. don't touch your face, you know, don't touch the packages and this and that, and then touch your face. But once you're home, like right now, my boys are not allowed to bring anybody here. When my older son comes around, you know, because he knows I'm here all day alone, and like he will, um, the trucking operation he works for is a wreckers service, and the package didn't come through quick enough, so the guy did have to lay everybody off temporarily. So he's doing other things, but he knows that you can't come if you come here. There's white tree here. You're gonna have to wipe down your hands, wipe down the door handles, everything else. And if you have any sniffles or anything, you can't come around. Because like now when my wife and my younger son, when he gets out of work, the younger son stays around because he's the one that has, he gets everything done around here for me because I can't do it anymore. I can't breathe to do it. 
but they're coming in at night. They're, they're wiping down the door handles. They're washing their hands immediately. They're changing their clothes. Stuff is, is that there's a routine that they have to go through, and they know because the only way I'm going to go without getting it, or if I do get it, it's they're going to bring it in when they come home. And like I said, you know, my wife, she works in a medical lab. That's a necessity. She has to go to that medical lab. And there's, you know, so she's out and about. And my younger son, he works in a place, and there's people that come in and out of there all day long, but there there's certain stipulations there. They're all wearing gloves. They have hand sanitizer there for them and everything. So there there are certain steps that they have to do. And like you say, they're not becoming complacent. I won't let it. And they won't let it because they know that I'm done. I get anything that attacks my lungs, I'm done. There, there's just no question about it. I, I fight hard enough as it is, you know, nebulizers and everything else. But that's just what people have to do. And that that's the cold hard facts. And yeah. I, I, I was think talking with my doctor. Get in that, yeah. Go ahead, Noah. I'll just, you know, everyone just needs to remember that this needs to be done. Just be, the only reason Maine's being locked down right now is because for the first two weeks, nobody cared. Nobody would stay away from each other. Nobody would stop congregating. And they just kept spreading it and spreading it and spreading it and spreading it and spreading it. So now they had to take the next step. They just had to because nobody would listen. And as long as it doesn't mutate too fast, maybe we can get a handle on this. Let me, um, let, me let me just say that I spoke to my, to my doctor this morning by phone, okay? <clears throat> and because I have diabetes, I have high blood pressure, but I've also have a problem fighting infections because without my spleen, my ability to fight infections is reduced. So my doctor called, you know, I called my doctor this morning because I had to get refills on my, on my medications, but my doctor spent 25 or 30 minutes on the phone with me out of concern for my health and safety because she knows my medical conditions and she knows that, you know, there are times when I get a little, I start getting nervous about certain things. And the one thing she said to me is, George, you're not, you're not, you're not going to get the coronavirus, at least not right now that I can see. I don't, I don't, I don't think you will. But just because I say you won't doesn't mean you won't. You may, and you may get it, and you may not. It's a, it's a 50-50 chance. But you increase the chance of not getting it you know, by, you know, by just staying, you know, avoiding outside contact whenever possible. She says, I know you need to go to the store, and I know you need to go to the pharmacy, and I know you need to come to see me when the time comes. Right now, any appointments with me, we can work around, okay? I just, she said, I just phoned in your prescriptions. You'll be able to get them tomorrow, tomorrow or the next day when they're ready, and just, just take, just be very careful and t- and take good care of yourself. And I said, yeah, but doc, I don't have any of those surgical masks, you know, to put on my face and stuff like that. And she said, George, 
unless you're planning on going into, this, into, into downtown where there might be some people, right now you're in your house, don't worry about that. Right. Worry about yeah, making sure you, you have your breakfast. Take your medicines. And, and above all, don't let worry get under your skin. Don't start getting don't – let, don't get nervous. She said, if anything, you're always on top of your health issues. You're always on, on the phone with me with questions. And if there's one thing that you can do is you can always call me if you need to talk to me about something medically. And I, she says, I will drop what I'm doing. If I'm in with a patient and we're just, you know, we're just talking, I'll, pick up the, I'll say, I'll pick up the phone, call the front desk and tell them, transfer them to my office. And I will, I will go into my office and have the physician assistant finish with the patient. Just to make sure you're yeah, okay. It, it, it's like the pathology office. You know, there's three or four pathology or uh, yeah, pulmonary doctors and stuff there. And any questions I have, I'm supposed to have uh, an appointment in May because he wanted to start seeing me every six months because I do have a lot of problems with a lot of wheezing, too much mucus and stuff building up, and that's my problem because I could pick up just a regular pneumonia. Uh, just for nothing, but that's what happens with people in my in my shoes. And like what Rob was asking in the chat room on Mixler, you know, how's my tree counting coming? I mean, I'm all the trees I can see within a half a mile from my house with my binoculars are all counted. It's, it's about two thousand, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that that's the thing. Wow. That's what I have to, but I, I does that I, does that I include the trees? That, does that include the trees that took yeah. to Quebec? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I'm in. I'm in. Southern, oh, there you go. That's it. That's the thing in southern Maine where I am. I mean, I have uh, 23 pine trees just on my property alone. I I just I don't cut. It, you know, I don't mind the trees and the shade, and it's kind of a pain in the butt after all the ice storms all winter. And like I look out there right now and. I've got an oak tree that looks like an evergreen tree because of all the small pine branches stuck in it. But, you know, but that, that's, that's how Maine is. And, and, but it is, I, um, but I will tell you guys what I make it here. It was RZ. When I first got nailed three years ago, uh, when I wound up in the hospital all those times, cause I couldn't breathe, my lungs had shut down. He sent me a kit to make my own silver, a lot of silver. And then I found out that you can use it for a nasal spray. So the second I get any kind of nasal thing, you know, you start, it starts getting dry and it starts, I start spraying that up my nose, it clears it right up. Right now, the past couple of days has been real hard to breathe. Uh, I started getting a lot of mucus built up. So I started putting some of the silver into my nebulizer, and I can't believe I'm sitting right here talking with you guys this morning. I wouldn't have lasted 20 minutes talking. I would have been out of breath. But within 24 hours, that has taken the pressure out of my lungs. It's relaxed it down. It helped cough a lot of stuff out. I'm telling you that colloidal silver is wicked good stuff. And I make it all my... It cost a dollar for a gallon of uh, of distilled water. It takes three and a half hours to make a quart. 
and you filter it, make another batch. And, yeah, I, I drink some of it. I squirt it up my nose. I put it in my nebulizer, and, hey, it works. The, the shit works good. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, George, I, I have a question for you. Your doctor said I may, uh, as, long, as long as you don't go into the middle of the town. Now, where... Whereabouts is your, how close to the middle of town is your new place going to be when you move? It's it's a little bit closer, but not a lot. I, I think from from where the new place is to where I'm at right now is maybe a mile at best. Oh, okay. So okay. It's, a, it's a mile from this place to, to the new place. Which I got some news this this morning also that uh, did not sit well with me, uh, because everything is pretty much shut down. I'm not going anywhere just yet. I've got a de- I've got the deposit to. paid on the other place, and. Uh, I can only pay rent on one place or the other, so um, because I have a housing uh, a housing assistance program similar to Section Eight, I got to talk to my housing coordinator once uh, once I I get her on the phone, uh, which hopefully will be tomorrow, and find out what I'm going to do because right now under the current conditions laid out by the federal government. You cannot you can't be, move. They, 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 they can't throw you out the door. They cannot throw me out right, of yeah. here. And to get an eviction, uh, I either evictions have been temporarily suspended or there's a 90-day wait. But the but now coordinator is supposed to have a 30-day notice. And the thing is, my, no- yeah, my coordinator sent a 30-day notice under the assumption that I would be moving right away. Yeah, and the stay-at-home order, doesn't that, make, doesn't that make you forced to stay at home, that you can't move? You wouldn't be able to move from one place with a stay-at-home order, or would there, that be an exception? Hey, is yeah, uh, no way still, still on the deal? He, at that, I think there was no way that was just talking. Oh, hey, uh, right, if you yeah. Click on that, yeah, if you click on that link, no way that I just put in the in the chat room. That's my colonial silver maker. Of course, I'm I'm a master electrician, so I I peaked it a little bit. Makes it, it makes it a lot quicker. <laughs> you know, you that's it. what I'm. <laughs> oh, I I see. Yeah, see, mine's set up pretty much the same way, but it has a. Uh, an aerator, a bubbler. The the cap itself, it goes right on the jar. Right. There's two spots for the rods to go in. Then there's a rod, there's one hole that lets air come out, and a, um, a fourth one where you put like a fish aerator right down in. So what it does, it sits there to agitates the, the water as it makes it. The only difference between the regular ones that you buy and the, at the store, this thing this thing puts out twelve thousand volts. This thing will knock you out the window if you touch it. Right. That's yeah. A, you uh, you, you stepped it up. 
That's a neon transformer from neon lights. Yeah. That that looks something like what I used to deal with on um, um, oil burners. Yeah. People used to, people used to look at those, and I said, "Don't you dare mess with that thing the way I do. I know what I'm doing. That is fifty thousand volts that will knock your ass across your basement." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "You don't want to get knocked across the basement by that that little toy transformer, as you call it." Yep. I said, that's 50,000 volts. Jeez. And you get lifted by that puppy, you're going across the basement. It, it, it necessarily won't kill you unless you get in direct contact, okay, with it. It'll give you a good burn. I mean, I've known electricians that have been working up in neon signs that got too close to them sockets, and, man, it'd, burn, it'd give you a nice little burn on your arm. Almost knock you off the ladder, but, you know. Well, some, hardly, some people used to, watch, used to watch me. I had a nice snap-on insulated handle um, 12 inch screwdriver and what we would do is to, to test it just a quick test is I'd flip open I'd flip open the transformer and there's the two springs that go onto the electrodes and what I do is I flip the switch on and I put the screwdriver and I drag it across the two and if I can pull a spark about three you know, I'd say about three quarters of an inch away, and it keeps right on the end of the screwdrivers, and the transformer's good. Right. And that's why I tell people I've done this a thousand times. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm doing. You try this, and if your finger's too close to that that steel blade on that screwdriver, you're going across the friggin' basement. That's 50,000 volts AC, and it's going to knock you right into next week. Yep, you. <laughs> oh, because you can feel it. I mean, you can feel it. And as long as you can you, hold that, that yeah. arc, the transformer is good. I don't know if you've ever done it, but you can take that same the same uh, uh, neon transformer like that, take it to the mm-hmm. bare wire, copper wires, and bend them around where there's about a two-inch gap between the wires and about put it up there about a foot and a half and flip that thing on, the, the electricity will jump and it will go up the wire. It'll go I've done it. Like Frankenstein movies. You've seen them things over there in the Frankenstein movies. Right. Same. And go well, like, I used to go with <laughs> I used to go with dad back in the day. One of us if he got called out in the middle of the night, he would usually take one of us kids to talk with him, keep him awake and and everything. And I used to He'd say, okay, turn your head away, because he'd have to go over to the pole. He'd clear a bunch of branches and stuff off. And he he said, if a branch has come down back on the line, when I throw this pole breaker back in, you could see a 15-foot friggin' spark come right off in that friggin' main line. And, I mean, it would light it. So he'd be on the ground. He'd throw that up into place. And there was a few times she kicked back out. And then, Wow. And then, of course, I've been struck by lightning, so I know firsthand what it feels like. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I, yeah Ouch. It came down, right. it came down my chimney. It, it I mean, came down my about... chimney. I... Great. What's that? Huh? No, I, you were talking about earlier this, that the transformer and touching it with the wrong and not and touching it with your finger and, and, or with the 
in the wrong way, even with a screwdriver, you know. I've seen that happen on some of these shows. Like uh, there's a show called Ridiculousness where these people do all kinds of stupid crap and they catch it on right. videotape. And one of those things had a guy with a with a big metal pole touching a transformer and, you know, Gee. you know, and he, he got sent across the road, you know, hit the side mm-hmm. of a brick house or something. <clears throat> right. Uh, we got, well, uh, that when- I've got, got a caller from okay. the California IA ter- 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 territories. <laughs> and wants to chime, chime uh, like uh, say how they do and all that stuff, and chime in. So, uh, hello California, hello West Coast, California. How are you doing? How are y'all doing? Hey, 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 what's up? Hello. Or to quote, uh, hello, or to quote hello, Larry hello. King, California. Hello. Point of order. I said to quote Larry King, California, hello. California, hello, yeah, exactly. I would find my time. <laughs> Larry King. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, what do you guys think about what they're going to do with all the dead bodies after this, when the, um, this coronavirus? Like, what do they do with them? Well, the, the, the thing is, according to you, you have to cremate them. Okay. You have to I cremate them. A, you do. That's that's the sad point, but you you have to cremate the bodies. No, you don't. You don't? Oh, because the virus is no longer alive. The the only way it's contagious is if it gets on your eyes or if in your mouth or if you breathe it. Um, you know that's why you wash your hands and all that. But if they're dead, they can't be sneezing and breathing, so you won't be able to get it. Yeah. Of the. Um, Morticians that perform uh, where they remove the organs, of course, they'll have to wear a face shield, but um, it's to prevent, you know, when you puncture them to remove them. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, they don't have to be burned. Something like Ebola, uh, yes, because um, it's, it's a flesh-eating type thing, but this virus, no. Okay. I wasn't Sorry. sure. So, so basically, I know, you know, they, they can just put them in a body bag and here you go. Okay, sorry guys, mm-hmm. I didn't know Siri had the answer for that. You've been asking that question for a week now, and because uh, I heard about those two boats out there that are trying to dock, and one of them has four dead on it, I believe, and that can't be good. I mean, I well, they, well, they put them in a bag and probably in a freezer or something in an isolated yeah. area. They. Uh, these are the George. These are the two the two people that we ought to ask about the uh, that idiot in their home state that went crazy about uh, uh, you know. Oh, throw a train right, off. right, right. Yeah, the train. Yeah, I I got. It. No, oh, you there, could drive a locomotive across. <laughs> I saw a straight Yeah, George. Sorry. Uh. Out there in California, there was a train operator who right. decided that. Well, hang on a second. Let me let me pull up the story here. I don't want to misquote anything. All right. 
Give me a second here while I while it opens up there. Come on, a little more. I want to get reader mode going. Hello. Well, this California engineer derails the train over suspicions about coronavirus aid ship, the United States Navy ship Mercy, right? Well, now get a load of this. Eduardo Moreno is being charged with train wrecking by federal prosecutors after he admitted in two separate police interviews that he intentionally crashed the train because he was suspicious of the Navy hospital ship in the dock. Well, Moreno stated that he thought... (laughs) Something like that, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that, but actually, but I should should say it. But he stated that the United States hospital ship, uh, Mercy was suspicious and did not believe the ship was what they say it was it's for according to the criminal affidavit right so moreno <clears throat> the train operator expressed concerns to authorities that the ship had an alternate purpose than to assist with covid-19 and was potentially linked to a government takeover and he derailed the train to wake people up. Now, get along this. A California Highway Patrol officer witnessed this crash, saying he saw the train smash into a concrete barrier at the end of the track, smash into a steel barrier, smash into a chain-link fence, slide through a parking lot, slide across another lot filled with gravel, and smash into a second chain link fence. Now this this train narrowly avoided hitting a couple of occupied vehicles. By the way, uh, three occupied vehicles to be exact. It came with it, it came about into close proximity. Yeah, and 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 this, and this guy pondering his own conspiracy theory. That the that it, that right. the, the the USNS Mercy was there because it was a linked to a potentially linked to a government takeover. Um, this gentleman is going. This man is going to to spend a whole lot of time behind bars. Uh, the first few, I hope, will be in that nice padded room where he could bounce off the walls, the floor, the ceiling if he could reach it, and hopefully he's wearing a straitjacket to boot. Okay? This guy, if convicted, well, the, faces 20 years in prison. Well, if if there is a, such a charge as train wrecking, well, then can't they charge Biden with that every time he gets on the air? How about Elizabeth <laughs> Warren and... I mean, these guys are rolling friggin' train wrecks every day. So why can't they charge them? Oh, <laughs> train <good wrecking>. Lord. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That, See what I, happens I, I, no, when you get stuck home for three years? I'm telling you guys, I'm losing it. I'm losing I, it. I'm losing my mind. No way. I can say I lost. Long time ago, I just try not to admit it too often, because then then people realize I'm 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 not I'm not losing my marbles. I'm normal, 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 normal. 
Right. I'm not 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 well, not, not losing it. It it oh no. You know you oh, know what the wife sorry. always wants me to do because every time when you come on at night before she goes to bed, we sit here and we listen for a bit, and I do the Bugs Bunny thing with the abominable snowman. Where's the little bunny rabbit I saw on TV last night? I will hug him and squeeze him and stroke his pretty fur, and I will name him George. I'm sorry, George. I just had to. I actually did this. I was in I was in Dunkin' Donuts. This is long before the coronavirus thing started. I was sitting in Dunkin' Donuts one day, and while sitting there having my coffee with a couple of mine, these kids come in with parents. Now, check this out. Now, me, I love to try and make. Children laugh. Well, these kids laugh so hard they damn near peed their pants. I just went, My mama done told me. Have you seen that can't get them out? I can't squeeze it and squeeze it with them out. There's heaven to get at the wall. I'm like, God, we did it. Yeah, they never put the in the washing machine. That's okay. Really? Oh, oh. Yes. We're hearing a private conversation. Oh, you guys are hearing about paint chips. Yeah, we were, we were kind of able to, you know. So you might well, want to you have a private. Pepper. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn this song. But, but no yeah, way. That's as bad I, as I, I, face I, Odyssey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dave, what are you doing, Dave? Are uh, you having well, trouble? With coronavirus, Dave. Out yes, the door. <laughs> I, 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 but the, the, I was in the Dunkin' Donuts before the coronavirus thing started. Like I was saying, and these kids come in with their parents. Now I figured I'm with my friends. We're gonna, I'm gonna have a few laughs. These kids, honest to God, I got them laughing so hard that they had to run for the bathroom and before, and they couldn't even get in the bathroom because they had to get the key from the manager. So the mother goes running to get the key. The kids are doing the doing the little dance there, and I'm going. My mama done told me have Dunkin' Donuts. Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? And the kids are looking at me, you know, cracking up, laughing, and everything. I went, he went that way, and I uh, crossed my arms, pointing in the opposite direction, and the kids lost it. When we left, when my friends and I left, we couldn't. We laughed for about three blocks because when you have, when you want to have fun, you just you don't get to pick your, your, your the opportunity. The opportunity picks you. So you'd say, right. "I I got me. A, I want me a little bunny rabbit. I will stroke him his soft fur, and I will name him George." And it's like. <laughs> Oh great! He's equating me to 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 the, to to this abominable creature on Looney no, Tunes. Well, the abominable now I, I said out there, and like the wife said, she says it's so funny. I'll open up the door and the chipmunks are back out, and like I'll I'll sit out there on the stair. I'll carry be carrying right on a conversation, and. and the chipmunk sitting right there, stuffing his cheeks, looking up at me like it's really paying attention to me. <laughs> and, and the wife said, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm sitting right there talking away, and, 
you know, it's looking up at me, and his little lips are moving as he's stuffing in the seed. And, yeah, I, I have fun around. I, I do. <laughs> Listen, I hope you're like this. You know, a lot of people over the years having told me that I got a great voice for radio and stuff and all this, and, and of course, people who know me personally have heard me do various uh, vocal impressions and different character voices, and uh, I've resolved myself to the conclusion that having this voice that I do, there's only one thing I can do with it that really, really pays off well. You're not sitting there and sound as serious fucking possible, okay? And if nobody likes it, they can kiss my fucking ass. Oh, no. My, I will not talk like that for children, but... <laughs> right. Oh, I, I get... I, I get the wife going. What, what's that, Suzanne? Uh, I, I was saying that's what kids need nowadays is more Looney Tune cartoons, not these anime drama cartoons. So it could have worked out one or two ways for you, where whether you scared the kids because they didn't know what the heck you were doing, or they laughed their heads off like they're supposed to because it's funny, the voices that you make, you know, which is the right way. But I'm just saying the cartoons the kids watch today are too seriously dramatic, you know, for their ages. <laughs> well, Suzette, I'll tell you what. When, I was, when my friends and I we were leaving the Dunkin' Donuts, I looked at the manager because I know the guy, and I said, that's all, folks, and walked out the door. The kids, I could see the kids out of the corner of my eye just dying laughing. So I'm like, I have done, I have done my good deed for the day. Right. I'm laughing at somebody's face. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, I do. I, I do uh, Dolby from um, Harry Potter. And I I do the the creature there from uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, my precious, my precious Bible. I want my Bible back. Them hobbits, them hobbits have stole my Bible. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. One 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 afternoon. Uh, I was I, I I had to go to this is back years and years ago when I was. Still going when I was still living in Peekskill, I had to go to St. Peter's Church. It was shortly mm-hmm. after, uh, actually, it was shortly after my father died. This is back back in the early '90s, and I had to go to St. Peter's to talk to the deacon and, and stuff. And the deacon and I have been you know been friends for years. So I'm walking through the church. There's nobody in the church except the organist and the deacon. They had their backs to me, right? So I walk, quietly walk in. I quietly walk up the middle aisle. Figure, okay, this is my opportunity to have some fun. Hopefully, I don't get struck by lightning because I'm going to do this in a church. And that's what I was thinking in the back of my mind. I get up to the to the center chancel between the choir stalls and the organ, leading up to the high altar. Right now here's the deacon. He turns around slowly and goes, "Oh, hi, George. How you doing?" And I went. I don't know. I just woke up. The organist, she, I swear to God, the poor woman could not stop laughing. The deacon is just standing there scratching his head going, huh? And I went, yeah, I'm just here for the conversation, you know. <laughs> and by the way, you know, uh, 
My name is, is Peter Puma. And he just stood there, and he, then he caught what I was doing, and he started cracking up. And he says, George, do, do, do we need to go to confession with you, or is, or, or is everything okay? And I said, no need for confession. I'll behave myself. Sorry. And the, the choir director and the organist both, they're dying laughing. They had to leave the, leave the, leave the area. So Father Keyes, you know. Well, taken, you, you could have you looked at him and said, do not compute. Do not compute. Number five, alive. Do not compute. Oh, no. No, I, I, see, I'm a Lost in Space fan, okay? I just looked oh. at him, put my arms in short, elbows to the side of the body, cupping my hands like, like the robots, and I went, danger, danger, Will Robinson. At that point, <laughs> yeah. he, figured either, he figured I was either drunk off my gizzard or I've completely lost my mind. And there was a third option. I was just being me. Needless well, to say, he took the third option. Thank you. That is a good thing. It's like I tell everybody. I'm never lost because everybody tells me where to go. There you go. Do you remember that? Yeah. that you, know, you guys remember the one? What, yeah, like I go say, no matter where you go, there you are. Well, there you go. What's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that, Rob? Uh, I remember the, the cartoon of David and Goliath with the dog. Doug with Daisy. Huh? Oh, he don't Davey. have that. Where, where are you going, Davey? <laughs> I don't think you should do that, Davey. Davey. But Davey, he don't have a dad. I watched this one where the one of the church kids there, oh. he didn't have a dad. And they were all going to a father and son on a picnic one day and and uh, David was like kind of worried about who, who, who's going to take um, Billy because Billy don't have a dad. Sorry, Billy. And uh, uh, the, the pastor ended up taking him as his dad. You know, it all worked out. The boxcars, yeah. Uh, Billy boxcar, that's right. But Daisy, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I, I think I think a lot of times, uh, whenever. Uh, people as a whole uh, are cooped up to like, like like most of us are because of the coronavirus situation. Um, we get creative. We become oh, yeah. very creative, and and we're able to 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 come up with stuff, if only to keep ourselves entertained for 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 that moment in time. Um, because I can because I have all this all this broadcasting software and everything else and editing software for videos, I sat here one day, just recently. I haven't finished it yet. I'm still working on it. I got my hands on some sound effects and a few other odds and ends, and I, I'm starting to throw some, some stuff together. Well, I decided to do something where, the, where you have audience applauding, you know, lots of applause. So I decided to put something together yeah. with that, right? Working on it. I'm writing the script for it. <clears throat> and oh, it's my two dead power director. It's it's two dead presidents and one living. Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this cuz my throat's a little scratchy but uh by the way, uh has anybody seen Hillary today? I mean, I'm I haven't seen or heard from her in days. 
Well, if you're looking for your wife, why don't you look in the nut house? That would be a, a whale, a nice place to start. No, I don't think she. I, no, I think you ought to look there. But, 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 Ron, you don't understand. Will you two guys stop bitching? First of all, your wife's a Looney Tune. She's crazy. I thought I was bad, but she makes me look sane. What do you think, Ron? Oh, we, will you stop? Will you? Will you? Will, will you stop? It's it's whale. It's not. No, no, stop. Don't don't. But I don't don't. Oh, you guys are fucking crazy. I'm getting out of here. You know, and, and I and I try to switch back and forth like that. And, and as you can see, I'm get I'm getting be- I think I'm getting better at it. But I want to do it in such a way where where there's a laugh track and applause and everything at the right moments and stuff. And you know, it's it's a work of yeah, and it, it is. And like I say, I I've had this director suite three sixty five. And what's good about it, where you pay the yearly subscription, um, all the the voice, the voices, the sounds, the uh, background musics, and now they're coming out with video clips of drones flying over mountains and stuff like that. I get that all for free. But the thing is, is put that all together in a video clip. That, I mean, it, it takes a long time. Like the one I just put out about the COVID-19, is it a coincidence? I took movie clips from Resident Evil, and I've got movie clips from uh, Outbreak, and I put these all together, and there's different scenes in there with all the writing on the screen. You add all that. It was like 16 hours it took me to put together an 11-minute video. That's how long it takes. But I can break it right down frame to frame to frame. I can I can break right in exactly at the very point that I need to, and that's how these things, and it does, George. I mean, to, to put together, like you said, it takes a lot of work. It really does. But, I mean, what else have I got to do besides play with a bunch of chipmunks and, and birds and myself and, you know, I'm, me, myself, and I have a pretty good time, but, I mean, you know, when you lose a, a, a three-way argument to yourself, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen I've, been in, I've been in 12-step recovery going on 26 years, okay? And one of the things that, that I've often heard over the years is, you know you're in a – you know when you start – when you start letting your thinking take control, you enter into a bad neighborhood. And the first time I heard that, I'm like, huh? So this guy looks at me and he goes, you never heard of that? If you, if, you, if, you, if you resolve yourself to your own thoughts, you start walking into a bad neighborhood. The, stu- the thing between your ears, that thing up, up inside your, he- your, your skull is a bad neighborhood especially when you start thinking about doing something you really shouldn't be doing. And that, then it made sense. I'm like, oh, never mind. And well, of course, me and myself, <laughs> me, me, my, me and myself are not bad, but it's when I get involved that we get into trouble. Exactly. <laughs> me, myself, has no problem. But me, myself, and I—that's a—that's a trio you don't want to be around. 
Me, right. myself, exactly. and I. No, not a good idea. No. I, I think that's where Nancy Pelosi goes. You know what? I truly believe that 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 she she suffers from the from the the illness of me, myself, and I, and uh, and and the hell with everybody else. Oh, uh, of course. It, it's they're Democrats. I think the biggest thing that they're looking at, in all seriousness, what's happening, and and there's even Republicans right in on this. People don't realize just how corrupt it has been. You know, you you don't go into Congress flat broke, and 30 years later, you're worth $40 million. How does that work? You're corrupt. You're sending money to this place and that place, and there's kickbacks, and and now that you're set for life, you're setting your kids up for life, and what did Donald Trump do? He couldn't be bought. And he is, like, if you look right now, why are they all flipping out? Why are, is, you know, the Hollywood elite all flipping out? Their child trafficking is shut down. Their drugs are shut down. Their slush funds are shut down. The world is shut down. It's not just America. The whole world is. The whole world is shut down. And now what Trump was saying tonight, the southern fleet is off the coast of Florida and into the Gulf and on the Pacific side, and they're shutting down everything. Nothing's coming in. Nothing's going out without their okay. So that means your child trafficking's gone, the massive amount of drugs. And you take these Hollywood elite, when they can't get their drugs and they can't do their what they want to do because they think their money can buy everything. They're losing. It. They turn to alcohol like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> right. We have to pass the bill. We have to pass the bill to see what's in it. Right. Yeah. That's Nancy <laughs> yeah. for you. Sounds, sounds like she's got a few, she's had a few, uh, these 15 martini lunches, uh, fifteen, yeah, fifteen martini uh, lunch, uh, lunches and, and five martini snacks and a twenty, twenty-five, twenty-five, twenty, uh, more more martinis for lunch for dinner. Yep. <laughs> right. Can you can you see me going into the town a few years back? Can you see me going into the town to hear an appeals case? Uh, we'll be with you in about three hours. I need to study this first. They would have thrown me to hell off the board. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have been very quick. They would have been quick to say, thanks for coming. You can go home now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't bother coming yeah. back. Yeah. Right, because if you, if you think about it, look at most of the American people. They actually believe in that. They, they're actually told that, well, that's how that's how the you know our country works. We'll pass the bill, and, and then we can fix it after we pass it, even though no bill has ever been fixed. You know, I mean, you always have to tell yourself why is no politicians for higher taxes, but our taxes go up every year. No politician is for big government regulation, but we get more every year. No government mm-hmm. official 
is for all this stuff, but it just keeps <clears throat> happening year after year after year. They know. They're just lying. And that's why it's, it's so funny now that when, when I watched the whole four and a half hours of the event 201, and now I sit back and I look at what's going on now, their biggest concern back last October with Bill Gates and all the cronies was misinformation. And we need the people to know what's going on with the truth. And that's in that last, the, the couple videos ago that I did. Yep. But the ones they giving us the, the misinformation, right, the ones that are giving us the misinformation are the very ones that are demanding, they're telling us the truth. But they're the ones lying to us. Yeah. And then you want to want to go one even further. I sat down last night and I read the Rockefeller Foundation put out a thing in May of 2010 with four different scenarios. Everything that the left has been fighting for since 2010, um, government control top-down, full control over everything. Uh, there, this French, uh, the France Climate Accord, it's all in there as a scenario. But they've been taking this Word for word. In, in this scenario, one of the scenarios is, well, the first thing we have to do is we have to get a cap-and-trade system going in the world to tax the people and to put the money into one centralized authoritative figure that can control and mandate green energy. It was a scenario, but they... Whenever these big groups like that, like the Rockefellers or Bill, they're not scenarios, and they're not exercises. They are training videos. That's all they are. They are full-fledged training videos. Because one of them in there, the word xenophobic that they're talking now, that was one of the scenarios. Because China was so corrupt, we have to... They, we couldn't combat xenophobia, and the xenophobia led to a decline in distribution chains. And because we had upgraded the roads and infrastructure, uh, people could not produce enough food to feed all these places where you could now easily travel, like we do here in America you know, four, four days and you can get a whole convoy of trucks full of produce from California to friggin' Maine. So, and all these, but everything they're fighting for today, it's like, there it is. It's right there in black and white. You read the friggin' thing and there it is. And oh, I'll tell you, it, it drives me nuts when I see this. And it, but it, it it explains where our colleges have taken our kids to. You know, they say, "Oh, this is a scenario. That's a conspiracy theory." Then why are these kids out there in the street demanding everything be the way that scenario says it must be? Cap and trade. 
Why should the yep. government? But right now, if you look right now, scenario one, lockstep, scenario one, and that rocker, that's exactly what's happening right now. It was all about a pandemic and how the government had to seize control of everything the nations worldwide. It's playing out exactly as it's written. And you know, I just read it last night. That um, that that uh, their so-called exercise has been up since October when they had their their meeting, a roundtable meeting, and it was only I guess maybe about a week or so ago. Now they put a disclaimer on there, saying that uh, it's been rumored that um, this group has you know predicted the Corona uh, COVID nineteen, and we didn't make any predictions. About this virus now spreading and blah blah blah. It's like, oh, okay. But where was that disclaimer before? <laughs> right. Right. Well, exactly. What did What did I show in there, Suzette? What did that former What did that former CBS reporter say at the end? And I put it in my video. When the pandemic oh, hits, about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we need we need the legislation in place. For when this pandemic hits, thank you. <laughs> Six weeks later, the pandemic hit. And there are people and, that they said that they needed to put people in place. They needed to choose yep. people that the public would trust, so this way they could control the information and misinformation and get the um, social media on board in order to to have them censor any misinformation and uh, just basically promote trusted uh, trusted news sites like CNN and ABC. And I was like, what? <laughs> CNN and what? John, Johnson, and John, Johnson and Johnson was in on that exercise. One, th- one clip that I showed in my video was a guy saying, we need to protect the World Bank, uh, Johnson and Johnson, uh, this and that. And now what's hitting today? Johnson and Johnson is right in the forefront getting a big pat on the back and getting billions of dollars to produce stuff for this pandemic. Right. And, and, so they're protecting and to, your point, to your point about the education system and how how it works to get this stuff done. Remember what remember what he uh when when the whole thing about Obamacare was was you know, was going hot and heavy. What Obama said, particularly to the kids, go home, argue with your parents, and convince them to be for Obamacare. That's right. what he said. Right. You know, yeah. and that's part of this. That's right. That's I what want they, you in not, their face. Yep. Get in their face. That's right, and that's, and that's that's yeah. That's what they do. That's with all the things they come up with, they say, okay, X, Y, Z, get in your parents. If your parents aren't for it, get in their face. You know, talk to them, argue with them, whatever it takes to get them to be for this. And that's how they do it. That's how they. Yep. It's indoctrination. Well, I mean, to get them to do that. Exactly. Because they, they've oppressed. They. They've oppressed so many people in America that they know at this point, that's why Bernie Sanders has such a pull 
amongst the younger generation. They're sitting there on their cell phone that mommy and daddy is paying for. Now, mommy and daddy is telling them that, well, you're going to have to get a job and start paying for your own cell phone. So now you've got a politician over here that's saying, well, no, that's okay. We're going to get other people to pay for that cell phone. And at the same time, we're going to get them to pay for your your free food and free college and free housing and free health care. So the kids are thinking that, hey, I'll be able to party 24-7, and this guy, if we get him in office, he's going to allow us just to be worthless freeloaders. They right. don't that, understand. Whole, be, right, because you know, the college whole, ain't teaching them. You don't realize that once they get that system in place, you will no longer, your life will not be yours. You will be in work camps. You will be working for the state, just like they do in China. They don't own that house. They don't own their little cubicle in that big building of two to 4,000 people per building. They, they actually pay the government for that house or that apartment, which is, hey, well, no, I own it. Well, no, you don't. The state does. You pay the state for it. And then to work, you travel to wherever the business is that's hiring, and then they pay you, but they also charge you because you have you are mandated to stay in their dorms while you work for them. That's how China works. Everything is owned by the government, everything. Right. And you and, pay the and, government and, for everything you have. Right, and they they want... They want to be everything. They want to, you know, own you. I mean, good example of that is the whole thing with the Obama phones and the whole thing. There was a. There was, I don't know. I don't know if George has this clip, but there was a woman that says, "Well, he's gonna pay for my house. Obama's gonna pay for my house and pay for my car and do this." And the reporter asked him, asked the woman, "Well, where does he get the money from?" Well, his stash. Well, what's his stash? Right. You know? The people that are still dumb enough to work. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, and, and that's it. It's because they're not being taught. They have no idea. They have no idea that when, I mean, I, I would, they hated me when my kids went to school here because I forced my kids to show me everything. When they were when they first went into the elementary school over here, when we moved out here, they were asking, you know, my oldest son comes home and said, well, dad, they're, they're asking questions. I don't want to answer. And I said, well, what are they asking? Well, they want to know uh, uh, if we drink, uh, is there cigarettes? Is there drugs in the house? Are there firearms in the house? And I wrote a letter. These questions that you're asking my son, are not okayed by me, and if I come to that school or have to come to that school to shut your mouth, I effing will. And I sent it back with the son. I got a call right from the principal. You can't talk. I said, yes, I can. It's none of your damn business what goes on in this house. You're there to teach my kid not to indoctrinate him. And when I broke on Twitter that Obama was going, was got, they were going to plaster Obama's speech on the schools. I caught a bunch of teachers on Twitter bragging about it. So I started sending it on Twitter, 
the next morning, everybody's freaking out. Well, we didn't know. How did everybody get broke on the Internet last night? And half the high school down here, everybody called the high school. My kid's sick today. And Obama, they ended up not playing it, but still nobody allowed. We showed this school system down here. You're not going to keep messing with our kids. You're not. Hmm. I called my boys, and I gave their name, are sick and will not be attending school today before they can say anything. Click. Hung right up on them. Come to find out half the high school didn't show. Their parents refused to let their kids go in. You're not going to play Hitler shit with me, boy. It ain't going to happen. And yeah, the indoctrination ends. The indoctrination will end when... Now, because I'm keeping my kids from home from school because you're not going to indoctrinate them to do the the bidding of the left. We are not going to have any part of that. Have a nice day, click. Yeah, I don't blame and, you. I, I mean, don't the, blame the, you at all. The, the people around here understand. They're, they're not stupid. Because <clears throat> like my oldest had told me, oh, you don't have to worry, Dad. No one's going to come around this house and mess with you. And I says, why? Well, he says, you got a Gagston flag, then a Trump 2020, no more bullshit flag, then a, a main flag hanging upside down, and a 13 colonies flag. And on the other side of the wall right here by my office, I have an American flag hanging upside down. He said, they already think you're nuts. I said, good. So I won't have to shoot their ass, will I? <laughs> and, I, mean, I, I, I don't hide the fact. I don't hide the fact. You step on this property, and you're going to have problems. It doesn't matter that I can't breathe. You don't have to breathe to pull the trigger. And people know that. Well, but that's well I'll tell you what. I'll, you tell know, you, I mean, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I've got a, I, I, I've got a little something here. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about the coronavirus before. Well, yeah, it's going to get. It's kind of a shitty thing to, to to mention, but I'm going to mention it anyway because apparently there are some concerns over this. Some patients with COVID-19 experience gastrointestinal symptoms, particularly diarrhea, as the first sign of illness, according to a new study. Among this subset of patients who have mild disease overall, respiratory symptoms show up only later in the illness, and some never develop respiratory symptoms at all, the author said. The findings are important because those without classic symptoms of COVID-19, such as cough, shortness of breath, and fever, may go undiagnosed and could potentially spread the illness to others, according to, re according to researchers. Still, they note that digestive problems are common overall and don't necessarily mean that a person has COVID-19. But doctors should recognize the sudden digestive symptoms in people with a possible COVID-19 contact should at least prompt consideration of the illness, the authors wrote in their paper, published ahead of print Monday, March 30th, in the American Journal of Gastroenterology. Failure to recognize these patients early and often may lead to unwitting spread of the disease. 
The study is not the first to report digestive symptoms such as, as a sign of COVID-19. For example, a study posted March 18th in the same journal found that, that among about 200 COVID-19 patients at three hospitals in Wuhan, China, around 50% reported at least one digestive symptom and 18% reported diarrhea, vomiting, or abdominal pain. However, that study and others have tended to focus on patients with severe illness rather than those with mild disease. Right. Now, in the new, now in the new yeah, study, the researchers analyzed, they analyzed information from 206 patients at Union Hospital, Tongjai Medical College in Wuhan, which was designated as a hospital for COVID-19 patients. To be included in the study, patients needed to have a mild illness without difficulty breathing or low blood oxygen levels. Overall, 48 patients, 23%, were admitted with digestive symptoms only. 89, 43%, with respiratory symptoms only, and 69, or 33%, with both respiratory and digestive symptoms. Now, now this, this goes on further with, a, with, a, with more of a breakdown, but this gives you an idea that while the, the common symptoms, um, which, you know, which were, were mentioned here, um, you know, the, the, the cough, shortness of breath, and fever, um, this is something you yeah, know, that, that doctors really could look at as well, because it's it's right. It's kind of like you know, if you ignore the if you ignore the possibility, then then you're right. Because then, I then I watched uh, some of those studies. It sounds like I, I was researching. Well, what was happening is some of these people that didn't get infected, they were quarantine for 40 days after the 40 days they were still uninfected but they started going down to get more food because it was being dropped off at what they call their community so it's like at the lobby of this their big apartment building and people started getting sick and people started testing positive for COVID-19 and the only thing they could figure is they were going down Either the food was contaminated with it or the boxes were, and it was contaminating mm-hmm. their digestive tract. So it, it threw them all for a loop. And, but that's something yeah. to look for. I mean, I mean, anybody, if you start getting diarrhea for, for a couple days and it doesn't still, it's not severe, you seem to be overcoming it. It's not wearing you down. You're not getting dehydrated, but you keep having it. Oh, I, you, you need to be checked because well, something you ate or stomach cramps too. So I, you know, I it just seems to me as we know, you know, they're trying to stretch this out as long as possible. So who's to say? Oh yeah. Didn't accidentally. These people are ruthless. So who's to say they didn't actually food poison these people? Because food poisoning also reacts that way as far as the stomach right. cramps and diarrhea, you know. So because you, we, know from, we know from California, Suzette, the voter fraud that goes on there because everybody mails in 
and you have these lefties collecting all the ballots. Oh, yeah, we have it, five it, ballots. Mm-hmm. Right. So now what if the whole country has to start mailing in ballots? Oh, well, then we'll never we have will, a Republican ever. Right. We'll have we'll have full Democrat. We'll have one party government. It'll be all Democrat because right now it's a proven fact. There are thirty three thousand more registered voters in Maine than there are eligible voters. Mhm. Oh yeah, thirty three thousand. Right. Holy yeah. shit. New New York, George, New York has somewhere around 650,000 voter registrations that cannot be proven to be attached to a person. California is somewhere close to 2 million. Yeah. It was it was Judicial Watch that put out all the numbers. Yeah. Judicial Watch got LA to finally purge their rolls. They had to take them to court. Yep, yep. And they started purging them. They started purging them here. But it, it's just like this last vote we just had here in town. We only had 1,700 people vote in this last, uh, because we started our primary, uh-huh. having a primary in Maine instead of a caucus. This particular town I live in, it took them 18 hours because they said they had to end up hand counting the votes because of some glitch. But they ended up with 1,700, so it took them 18 hours to count 1,700 votes. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had to hand count, so it took them 18 hours. Texas had already picked the winner of their primary before Maine even had 10%. Oh, wow. Of their vote counted. We only have 1.3 million friggin' people in the whole friggin' state. <laughs> more more people in Dallas friggin' voted than we have a population. But yet, Maine, that's how corrupt Maine is. A lot of Democrats it, it, do that. Uh, we do the same thing here. Right. You know, before the polls even close, they've already determined who the winners are. It's like, really? Right. Well, wait. What's going on here? The polls aren't even closed yet. People are still voting. What are you talking about? So and so won the the house, and you know. <laughs> you know, well, I, I laugh when I drive into an area, and all you see, say, are like in 2016, all you saw everywhere was Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence, everywhere. You didn't see anybody else. The street signs that they were putting in the ditch. So how in the hell did Hillary Clinton win in these big towns? You take Portland. In in Portland, 12,000 people voted. 10,000 voted for Hillary Clinton. But when you drove into Portland, all you saw everywhere was Trump-Pence, 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 everywhere. But Mm -hmm. 10,000 people out of 12,000 voted for Hillary Clinton. And I know well, they, 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 were pat, they, were, they were padding the they were padding the books. Of course they were. Yeah. Of course they were. Well, Philadelphia had zero votes for um, Romney when he went against Obama. Yeah, that was interesting. Right. Not a single one. 
Wasn't there a place that voted 110% or 120% for Obama versus that, Romney that was Ohio. versus Yeah, Ohio yeah. had counties that had 120% voter participation. How do you get 120% voter participation? Especially in, no in, a, in a single county. Right, in a single <laughs> county. <laughs> it's like, are, now, you, are now, you serious? Yeah, that, that kind of raises the question, okay, if, if, you're in, if County A is getting 120% voter turnout, County B is getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 115, County C is getting 125, well, wait a minute. How can you get over a hundred percent turnout in the in the hundred twenty percent a hundred twenty percent? Where's that extra twenty percent coming from? Because you can't get more than a hundred percent turnout in a county. Right. It's just not exactly possible. So right. now you you look at this and you go, something is fucking wrong here. But Getting them to investigate it, getting them to look into, ooh, excuse me, look into it, is like, is like me walking into the voter booth back in the day when we had the actual pull the lever to close the curtain deal, and you had the little toggle switches to to play with. Going in there and going, close sesame, and then taking every single toggle switch and pushing them all down. Right. Exactly. First of all, not all exactly. of them are going to lock in place, or you can't push them. So the ones that you can lock in place, you just keep locking them in place and blah, 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 pull the curtain back. Votes counted. You voted for not only the person right. you wanted to vote for, but the, the guy against him. So it's like right, and and there's no voter fraud. And and right. this is why they don't want you to show your photo. This is why they don't want voter ID. This is why you can go right in and vote. You don't have, but yeah, when they just purged them here in town, in order for us to vote last fall, and uh, or I mean this this spring for the primary, we had to go in and re-register, and we had to show our photo ID to register. But to show up to vote, mm-hmm. you don't have to show your ID. Figure that out. Well, here, here, <laughs> check this out. When I when I was in the, when I was in the guard, okay. On on election day, I was I had to go to on election day I had to go to the administrative meeting at the base. Well, unfortunately, I also had to vote, and I didn't get a chance to vote that during the day because I had other things going on. So I finally, I'm in uniform. I've got my 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 military ID around my neck. I walk inside the building, take my cover off. Go up to the table, sign the sign my name once they find my name in the book, and I go to walk in to I go to walk up to the voting machine, and the the lady that checked me in goes, "You didn't have to show your ID, sir." I said, "I wasn't showing my ID for voting. I I I'm I'm in uniform. I'm a soldier. I have to have my ID around my neck. So when I go into when I go up to the gate, I just go hi." Show them my identification, and they 
clear me to go through. This wasn't for voting. She started laughing. I said, why are you laughing? This this is not there is no voter ID and stuff in this in this state. That's that's not no. Well, needless yeah, to say, I had a lieutenant colonel from the National Guard standing right behind me waiting to vote. And he goes, Sergeant, would you please hurry up and vote? I'd like to have my turn, you know. I said, right. but sir, I, the lady, you know, the, the lady did ask me, you know, say, ask me a legitimate question. And he goes, and I don't have my ID around my neck, son. So what does that tell you? I said, um, you got it tucked into your uniform? He started, he started to smile, and he goes, how did you know? I said, lucky guess. And I went right to the voting right, machine to vote. Because <laughs> I was going to get the I hell out that, of there quick. Anytime I was working like at General Dynamics, doing a job fixing their door down there, or we had that big job down in the CIA area of uh, Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, that was one of the things they told you, if at any time somebody cannot see your ID that's on your neck, you will get grabbed by the MPs immediately. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I needed was... ID. Yeah, and the last well, thing I needed going into the base was to get nailed for not having my ID present, because it wasn't the New right. York Guard that was manning the post at the gate, it was the New York Army National Guard at the gate, and those boys do not, they do, no, they do not, no, 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 no. You don't want to mess with those guys. They, they will detain you for however long they decide to detain you. Right. And especially, especially me, are... because they know that I'm, I'm a wise guy. Right, because people, <laughs> people don't understand that that general dynamics down in Saco, Maine, where, where they make <clears throat> uh, the 50 cows for the planes, the jet planes, and they they make rocket, you know, uh, rocket-propelled uh, grenade launchers and stuff down there. When that truck mm-hmm. driver pulled out and knocked the bottom two runs on that overhead door, the whole time that door was open and until I could get it to close to fix the bottom two panels, there were two MPs armed, Army MPs armed, standing right there by that open door until I got it closed. Oh, yeah. Because and, it, I mean, it, that, it, was a, it was an unsecure access. They're, they, were, right. they had to be there. An unsecure access means right, you, have armed, you have armed MPs standing, manning post right at that door until, until it is fixed. And even then, right. they have to wait until until they see the they see the paperwork indica- signed off on, indicating that it's been fixed. Um, and of course, I get I'm guessing right, here yeah. someone had to inspect the deal to make sure it was properly fixed and that it was secured. So these MPs, yeah, the, they don't, especially in that area, they're not going to they they do not play well with others. Right. No, the, the supervisor the supervisor. Advisor of the shift. Once I got the, the door back on track and got it down, then fixed the bottom two pan. I mean, this is 16 foot wide, 18 foot high. That's how big this overhead door is. And I had wow. and I had what a thousand pounds of overhead door hanging by a friggin' half inch cable, 18 feet in the air. He ripped the bottom, knocked the bottom two panels right off from the fucking track. 
So I got that back down to the ground. The once it worked, now the supervisor stands up on the deck, and I point to go up, and he puts it all the way up, and I point down. He goes all the way down. I bring the slip over to him. He says, okay, you're free to go. And I leave, and the MP, have a nice day, Dave. See you next time, some idiot decides to drive out through a closed door. I says, yeah, what's that? Next <laughs> week? <laughs> and they and laugh. But that was it, you know. Once once I got okay to go on military bases like that to do this work, then I'm bonded right through the federal government. You know, that's like an eight-hour class, and then there's a another eight-hour class on all their stipulations, and then there's the background checks, and one, then I'm okay. But, you know, and that's it. Then that's why there's not many contractors that are allowed to do this. You know, you it, it's quite a rigorous background check and everything else. Because basically, it's like what you know. You know, what you see here, what you hear here, it better stay here because we'll come get you. Yeah, that, and, and, and that's, that's, that, that's the that same. Uh, that's, that's how it is, you know, and, and that phrase, I, I learned that from uh, 12-step recovery, you know, because, you know, it's being an anonymous program kind of thing. Who you hear here, mm-hmm. what, you, what is said here, let it stay here when you leave here. And... In, in, in when I was in the guard, there were a couple of things, situations during my my first tour of duty uh, after 9/11, uh, where I was told by the provost marshal for the New York Guard at the time, Sergeant, what you've seen on my desk, you did not see on my desk. You did not right. read what's on my desk, even though I said you could. When you right. walk out that door, it does not go out the door with you. That information stays here. I find out it left here. I know who to go, who to come after, with a ten-foot pole, and a, <laughs> you don't want that. In other words, right. In other words, George. In other words, George. You were, you were, uh, you were uh, not Colonel Clink, but you were. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. It was in yep. Pomona, California, and we were told, because they showed us a video of the new plane that was coming out at that time, um, a Navy plane. It was the one, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was the one that basically the wings fold, fold up, and then it could take off, um, you know, in a hover as far as straight up. It was really cool. Oh, a but, Harrier. Um, uh, we yeah, were uh, Harrier, junior, yeah. junior Achievement Group, um, and they sponsored our, our program. So we got we got a tour, and that was pretty cool. We got to see the dust rooms, basically, where all they put uh, they have to put together the chips. Where they have, they're all dressed in white. They had the masks on, the gloves on, because they can't have any dust particles whatsoever getting those things. And so that was interesting. We got to see them through the glass, the workers. <laughs> now I got well. There, there, was, there, was, there was one guy at, at General Dynamics. He, he used to he used to like playing a game. He goes. Dave, I go, what? What's in that crate over there? I look over and see a crate on the dock. And, what crate? Okay. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. What crate? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got a question for you, No Way. Uh, we know that what's, uh, that Susan Collins is running for 
running again for Senate, right? So yeah. do we know who her her opponent's going to be or and if that opponent yeah. actually has a shot? A a transgender communist piece of shit. That's all oh you need to say. Please tell me you're joking. No, not joking. Oh, fuck. Full transgender, transgender, maybe all communist crap. I mean, our our feminazi governor right now got rid of every man in state government. And and it's all a bunch of women. That I, I'm sorry, they don't know if their ass is border punched. Right now, you can tell that they're lost. I'm, I'm sorry, they're lost. They're lost. This is going on right now. The governor, I, I swear, I think the governor got it. I think she got sick because now every day she's doing her thing. And she, excuse me. They don't have a clue to what's going on. It's like Donald Trump says something, the next day she repeats it. Donald Trump gives an order through the CDC, the next day she repeats it, or one of her cronies does. They have no clue. Maine is a mess. They mandated, now there's people now yanking their kids right out of school, said my kid will never go to one of these schools again. They up and forced it through with the Democrats, mandated any kind of vaccine they come up with. Your kids cannot go to this school unless they have every kind of vaccine under the sun. That's a flu shot every year, and parents are saying, no, screw you. There's no religious uh, exemption. All the exemptions are gone, you name it. Nope, they don't care. And we know for a fact all of these, these crappy vaccines are harming. It may not harm this kid that gets it, but their kids, it's autism, there's all kinds of other diseases, and no, this, this is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I only, you know, I only asked about Susan Collins because, you know, recently she's, yeah, she hadn't given the president a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, early on she gave him a little bit, but recently she hasn't been. And and I don't, like I say, anybody, I don't care too much for Susan Collins because she hasn't done much, but but she's better than, uh, according to what you've said, she sounds like she'd be a better choice than the transgender that's going to be running well, against yeah, her. Well, yeah, she is. You know? what, uh, the biggest thing with Susan Collins, she will basically back Trump, but she's going to give pushback because Maine is so full of, you know, the the liberal, when you only have 1.3 million people and the majority of the people in all these are in these large liberal cesspools in the state um, Mm -hmm. and your colleges and they run all the media, they run all the newspapers so she plays a game. But at the same time, she is a little shady. She's been on that intelligence, uh, you know, the Senate intelligence forever in a Sunday. And what I don't like now is that places like General Dynamics, there's no more, there are no bid contracts. 
They just take, you know, $20 billion and give it to General Dynamics. They don't even have to bid for it anymore. They're a private company Mm -hmm. that gets no bid contracts, just like Lockheed Martin does, just like Pratt & Whitney does, just like uh, Boeing does. And this is the problem with our government today. There are no bid contracts. So they just throw out a number. Well, here you go. Here's the money. But before we do lose time, George, uh, I sent you a picture of the front of my house that I uh, took about a month ago that I showed RZ, my new metal roof in the six-foot friggin' snowbank in the front of the house with all my flags. <laughs> with it, uh, it flies off. You, so I, sent, I sent it to, sent it to you on, on Skype here about 10 minutes ago, 10, 15 minutes ago. But I know oh, if you okay. want Second here. Got all my flag. You sure you sent it? You sure you sent it to me at the right name? Because uh, Fire, I ain't got Firefox. Firefox News Online, right on Skype. Okay, because uh, there's a there are two Firefox News Online's on Skype. Uh, one I don't use, the other one I do. So let me send you a message from Skype uh, via. Well, um, I sent it on the one the, that I, the I one told I do you use. about your computer. When I told you about your computer, and then you sent me a reply saying what your computer was, and I sent it on that one. Or did I not hit send? Never mind. Here it comes. Uh, Dumbass me. I didn't hit send. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that usually... (laughs) Okay. It must be my mental... Must be my mental illness. <laughs> you, you should have it. Well, I've well, we all got a little bit of mental illness. Some have more than others. Oh, I enjoy mine. Me, myself, and I love it. And the chipmunks <laughs> don't seem to mind it either. The white wing. 